Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Joy by Chance, where we can talk all things movies, television, streaming, sports, all that good stuff. And this is part two of our di- of our Villeneuve deep dive, uh, into which now we are looking at, of course, his follow-up. His Well, it wasn't his follow-up to Prisoners, but it's his next big movie after, pris- after Prisoners, 2015 Sicario. Uh, before that, you know, we have a lot of other things to talk about today. First of which, uh, football recently. Yeah, I mean, we're coming on to the week three. But you know, week two happened, so we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about that. Uh, yeah. So looking over some of the box scores, and you know, it's it sucks we had to do that that last show on Monday because we missed th- th- the ending to that Baltimore Las Vegas game. Yeah, I which say. I didn't. I didn't. Even say, I didn't think it would be like that. I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't think they were gonna win that game. Much less like much less like the way it went now. <laughs> yeah. So, overtime. Derek Carr makes. Uh, just an unbelievable, not even unbelievable throw. Just someone, just someone like massively blue coverage. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So looking at some of the bo- at some of the box scores from week two, the NFL. Uh, <laughs> Giants almost had it. They almost had it. Yeah, New York football is not doing too hot. New York football period is not doing too hot. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, yeah, uh, Raiders. I, look, this would hurt more if I didn't like Derek Carr, but I, I, I don't know why. I, I like, I like that guy. I told you. I said if it was going to happen, I said that the sleeper, sleeper upset was going to be the Raiders. They play tough on the road. Yeah, they do. But I don't know why. I, I mean, they play Pittsburgh tight on the road. That's it's, that. That was they that was play the Pittsburgh thing. Pittsburgh tight no matter what. I don't understand what it is with them in Pittsburgh, but they just like yeah. they got like a completely different team whenever they're playing yeah. Pittsburgh. Sucks. For yeah, me, it was one of. It was one of those things that didn't surprise me. So when I saw it, but it was like if you were a betting man, you would have bet on Pittsburgh. But it didn't surprise me that uh, Vegas pulled out the win on that. Yeah, Vegas pulled out the win, twenty six seventeen. The Bears beat the Bengals, and uh, <laughs> Andy Dalton's hurt, so that may, we may have seen the genesis of Justin Fields. Well, this that's what needed to happen to pass the baton here. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't like I don't like him going in the next week, but we'll get that we'll get that in a second. Uh, Texans beat the Browns, not but not by as wide a margin as I thought. I thought they were going to. I'm oh, sorry. The Browns beat the Texans. Browns beat the Texans. Oh, I was, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Browns. I thought were going to blow them out. I, I started Mayfield in my, uh, my league because I I sat Lamar because I wasn't really super impressed with his first week, and uh, he ended up putting Lamar put a good second half on, so he ended up scoring thirty some thirty some points. Where I think uh, Mayfield only got me like nineteen. Yeah. Uh. We also saw again uh, chapters. The story we see every year: the, the ever, the everlasting fucking over of Tarod Taylor. He is hurt <laughs> yet again. Yeah. And we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll, get to, we'll get to what happened to the Texans and David Mills afterwards, or after we get up to everything else. Um, you got the Rams over the Colts, twenty-seven twenty-four. Uh, not, not again. Not as close as I thought it would be. Definitely close than I thought it would be on that one. Yeah, I mean, that shows you the Colts are a competitive team. I mean, I guess they're more competitive than I, than I gave them. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a blowout. Yeah. Uh, Bill just annihilated the Dolphins. Yeah, my wife was pissed about that. Shut it was funny. Hurt. Yeah, not good. And and added insult to injury, too, is hurt. Yeah, uh, fractured rib, I guess. So, yeah, it's uh, never an easy injury, especially when you're throwing the ball constantly. So it's going to be tough to come back from that. Have fun, have fun Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Niners beat the Eagles, but not by nearly as, as wide as they probably should have. 
It wasn't. Um, it was three three at halftime. Um, it was one of those things where it was like I was like really bored watching the game when I was watching it. And uh, yeah, seventeen to eleven. Uh, good defensive game. Uh, it just I, we didn't ex- we didn't uh, exploit situations offensively like we should have. Uh, but I mean, a win's a win. Let me ask you: something. What is going on with George Kittle? I he's my. It's funny because he is my. Uh, I've been I've been going to him constantly. He's my um, my tight end. He's my favorite player there. Um, I have no idea what's going on there. I, I've started him the last two weeks, obviously, and I've benched Gronk, and Gronk has got me more points on the bench than Kittle. Why, I don't know. Why it's, are they not throwing to him? I don't get it. I, I don't know. I don't know if – you know, you throw the ball, he'll make plays. Like, you got to give him the ball. Um, you know, Debo Samuel can't obviously do it all by himself. Um, and then Man, the yeah. absence of Brandon Ayuk, I just don't know what – I don't know what we're doing. I, it's guy had – he had – Four targets all game. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I I think he's, I'll say Sunday, I think he's going to have a breakout game against Green Bay. God, he better. He better. I'll get the the Y later. He's on on my my fans team, too. Yeah. But also, like, you also, like, lost your entire running back core. I mean, I just, it's, it's, we are unbreakable. Uh, We are. Samuel Jackson here. Uh, I just, I. You're you're, you're Mr. Glass in this case. You guys are nothing but. Yeah. Mowing through us, man. I don't. Um, I don't know. It, it's crazy. Like I said, I took Mostert thinking that he was going to have a, a, a hell of a season because he did. I mean, because he got hurt last year. Um, comes back and they were they were giving him the ball there, starting to Detroit. Obviously, he got hurt. So then we have what Eli uh, Mitchell, I think, yeah. is our uh, backup. I, I felt good about him. Um, he gets hurt, and then he got hurt. Trey Sermon first first shot. Yeah, he, he gets, gets concussed. He gets I mean, it's, I don't know. I have no idea. It's, yeah, insert running back here. They were even talking about potentially even bringing back Frank Gore. May as well. This uh, which I, so that, that, I mean, he. That, that, that dude is concrete. If he gets hurt on that team. I was gonna, I was going to say, if that if that happens, and I mean, it's just, you might as well just mail it in. But um, if Frank Gore we'll see hurt, what happens. If, Frank Gore, if you bring up Frank Gore, he gets hurt, just abandon the running game entirely. Like no, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just keep, might as well just air it out, you know. But uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, it'll be a, a more of a test here. I think this week, uh, more of a competition with Green Bay. Um, looking forward to that on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, and now, ladies and gentlemen, a tale of rookie quarterbacks. Two of the two of the highest drafted rookie quarterbacks are they're struggling. One of which is Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Kid threw four interceptions on the day, two of them in his first two attempts. Yeah, it's he. He's just not set up for success, though. I mean, look, if, if, if Belichick, we all know how much Belichick loves playing young quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Is, like it's weird. It's weird. Like the 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 best quarterback and out of this rookie bunch is looking to be Mac Jones, who's not even doing anything that spectacular. No, I mean, just yeah, just just playing, you know okay football but yeah um yeah i don't know it just looks we haven't seen much of Trey lance we haven't seen much of justin fields but as of right now mac jones is the best quarterback of this draft and that hurts that hurts to say (laughs) i mean but you know what though he's i think belichick's kind of playing small ball with him because what mac jones mac jones is what isn't or am i am i confusing mac jones is the the patriots quarterback right no he's, he's he's the patriots quarterback Okay, I was like confused for a second. Yeah, um, he's just playing enough. Belichick's just giving him the the right amount to do, um, and, and he's he's looking okay doing it. Um, 
There's just not a lot of receiving core with him either, though. You know, you don't have much talent surrounding him offensively there in New England. Yeah, and also, what is happening to Trevor Lawrence? Why does he look uh, he so is, bad? He, he is doing really bad. Uh, he looks awful. Like, he's never played football before. Yeah, like, like you're, you're telling me this dude was, num- was number one overall? I don't know, man. And especially, and the other thing is because he's playing, I mean, you, you have a Urban Meyer, for, you know, first-year NFL coach. He's playing NFL like he does college. You know what I mean? You, it's, it's a completely, it's night and day. You can't play the same type of, you know, format that you, you do every Saturday. It's, it's, it's a lot different, you know? Um, and I think that's kind of getting exploited, too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a lot of questions on whether or not Urban Meyer will even make it through the season. Oh, uh, you know, he likes when, when when things get bad, he likes to jump ship. So uh, we'll see what happens. It's like the site health issues. Oh, uh, he's going to have he's going to have some heart problems, I think, going on. So uh, he might uh, might have some health problems coming up. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence thrown, thrown five interceptions within his first two games. Like it's just, it's astounding how bad he's doing. And now I really yeah. do believe he'll pick it up. I do believe he'll pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know. Toilet paper sticks to the ceiling eventually, you know what I mean? So it's like one of those things where it's like it's got to happen. Um, he is a good quarterback. I think it's just he's he's got to get used to it. you got to break him in, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we got the Cardinals winning a barn burner against the Vikings. I think yeah, I didn't see Vikings another one were, I didn't see. They were leading for most of this game. Yeah, another one I didn't see going as close as it was. I thought, you know, Cardinals would pretty pretty much win that handedly. Yeah, they, yeah, they were they were win- they were winning for most of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were they were up, and they, uh, they were up, they were tied going into not tied, they were down by one going into the second half. They put up, they both put up ten points in this in the second in the second half of the game. But here's the problem: the Vi- the Vikings had to kick a field goal to win the game. And we know how that goes. Yeah, we know how that fares out for yeah, the, uh, the fans of the playoffs there. Yeah, bottom. Yeah, you know, you know the story. Vikings miss the field goal, they lose. They fucking lose. That that was a chip shot too. It was a chip too. shot. Yeah, that was. I mean, I think you and I probably could have kicked that in there. But I mean, I, granted, it was freezing cold. Not not justifying the the fact that you you should have easily made that field goal. And uh, boy, he he went what wide left or wide right? Oh, One of the you went wide left. He went hard wide left. Yeah, hard um, wide left too. Yeah, just not um, not a fan of the field goals, man. Not a fan of the field goals. Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers trounced the Falcons as we thought, but Kyle Pitts did some stuff. So that's that was that's yeah. nice. nice. <laughs> Not a surprise there. The Chargers got fucked against the Cowboys. Like I'm sorry. Like that was. The, did, did you watch that game? I did not. Uh, so, yeah. The, so the, the Cowboys were only up by. I think they were tied. They were go, the, the Chargers drove down the field. They yeah. scored. Well, here's the thing. They scored, but they got called for illegal shifting. Okay, I did see that the game was close, though. Yeah, I I remember yeah, like flipping. Yeah, the shifting. Then Justin Justin Herbert, he, he dropped back and let the defender on him. He wasn't yeah. down. He was in his face, and they called him down. Just like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like some of the, some of the worst officiating I've seen this year so far. Like this, this might be the worst. Like this could go down as the worst officiated game of the year so far. Who won that? Who ended up winning that game? The Cowboys. The kid. They kicked the field goal to win. Uh. Yeah. Uh. T- so the Titans versus Seahawks that 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 was the other thing you want to talk about because the the Titans were anemic. Uh, oh, yeah, man. because I had Derrick Henry and I think it was like six points he had total for like halftime. I was like, uh, yeah, why they, did I pick they, him up fourth were overall? Anemic, down twenty four to nine at halftime. 
and then, Derrick Henry's second half. Yeah, but then King Henry awoke. And um, woke my God, he went hard. nuts. Yeah, he, he went nuts, dude. I think he ended up netting me 48 points. Yeah, finished, finished the day with 182 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, I was happy. So it was. I think him and uh, it was him and the Cooper Cup show that uh, yeah. won me. The they scored half my uh, fantasy points. Yeah, t- yeah, tied the game, tied the game, and ended up, t- ended yep. up winning in overtime. Big, uh, big upset on the road uh, for Tennessee. Big win for them. You know, uh, I mean, Seattle's never an easy place to play, but Seattle hasn't. Obviously, we've talked about it before. Has lost that luster as like you know post Legion of Boom and all that. Uh, they're not as hard to beat at home like they used to be. Yeah. Chiefs versus Ravens. I gotta, I gotta give a big, even though it's a division rival. I gotta give a big hand to the Ravens because the Chiefs are never an easy team to take down. Yeah, and that, yeah, that they um, is incredibly high powered. So team to beat them, you gotta do what they did. Yeah, they were tra- they were trailing. Let's see, they were trailing thirty five to twenty four heading into the fourth quarter. But then and the Lamar looked Lamar looked bad too. Lamar looked bad too. But then Lamar does yeah. what he does, and he just takes over. He was both the leading. Passer and leading rusher for his team, and he was on my bench. Yeah, uh, and, he, and the Ravens put up twelve unanswered points in the fourth quarter to win the game. Yeah, I mean that was a good tight. That was a good tight football game. That's a good way to cap off the uh, what was it the Sunday night game? Yeah, yeah, Sunday night. And Lion versus Packers again. This was a game that started off unassuming, mostly because the because like it's just it was way closer than it had any right to be. Shit, the Lions were leading heading into halftime. But again, and I've said this before on uh, previous shows with football, though, like the Lions always played Packers tight that division game. Um, and, but on the road, you know, they don't do really uh, too swell on the road. Usually, they play them tight at home. They're usually not a bad home team. But yeah, they they played they played Green Bay tighter than I, I thought for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the so the Lions were leading at halftime, but Packers pitched, pitched a second half shutout and put up four and put up twenty one unanswered points. Yeah. Four touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers on the day. Yeah, the guy I played had Aaron Rodgers. He needed like a uh, Christ-like performance. I think I was up like 50 points going into that, so I, I felt pretty good. And I had, obviously ended up winning, but it was like, it, and we said it before, you know, he looked awful first week. What what was Aaron Rodgers going to do? Throw like seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns, you know? Yeah, never know. That's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah, never never know. Uh, yeah, and so talking about like two two for one because the Panthers played both Sunday and this Thursday. Panthers yeah. are now three and zero. Yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. Um, obviously didn't have much competition last night. Um, they didn't, you know, but Dave but Mills, uh, Dave Mills is nowhere you know, near ready just to start to start a game. <laughs> they definitely got the um, they got the win and they're they're undefeated. You know, they're doing enough to win. So they that's got the uh, win, but at a cost because <laughs> surprise, surprise, Christian McCaffrey's hurt again. A lot of uh, people in the draft are like, "Oh my God, our number one draft pick!" Uh, yeah. He was my number one Not draft pick. Uh, I, I, I had yeah. first overall pick in my fantasy leagues. It's, it's funny. We had to bust the guy that took him at, at works balls because uh, he took him number one. And I was like, boy, I bet everybody's sitting there like, oh, my God, what the hell do we do with our running game now? What do I do now? Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, like I said, I mean, I was happy that I got Henry. Uh, I, I wasn't so happy the first half of that game because I was like, oh, my God, this, this is going to be, tre- you know, treacherous. And then he... Got locked in, but uh, yeah, McCaffrey's the heart and soul of that offense. So when he goes down, it's—I uh, don't know—it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward if he doesn't come back for Week Four. Yeah, we'll see. But looking looking ahead to the next week, we got first of all uh, Sunday. We got the Bengals versus the Steelers. You know where I'm going. I'm going Steelers. I'll go Steelers. And uh, to say Thursday night, I would have taken. I I would have taken I would Carolina. Take the 
Easy. So, yeah, uh, I'll, take, I'll right take Pittsburgh against Cincinnati for sure. Uh, Washington football team versus the Bills. I'm – I don't know if the, if the if the Bills come if the Bills play like they did against the Dolphins, it's gonna be the Bills. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I got Buffalo. It was funny because I did a sixteen team parlay for for shits and giggles, right? Um, and I thought I took them like just overall winner, and here I took them I took them overall spread. I'm like, oh shit! So it, it has a ten dollar bet winning me three hundred thousand dollars if it happens. Um, and and it started last night, and I I, I covered my uh, eight and a half. I took Carolina with the uh, with the points. So uh, uh, fifteen more things have to happen, and uh, could be celebrating here. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, the Bears versus the Browns. This is going to be a good test for Justin Fields. A big test for Justin Fields. Yeah, I got Cleveland in this one for sure. Yeah, I mean, staring down the barrel of Miles Garrett is not a good thing. No, and um, where they play, they're playing in Cleveland, aren't they? They're playing in Cleveland. That'd be exciting for uh, Browns fans. We're probably rooting for Fields though too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sink, sink or swim, kid. <laughs> I but I, I think Cleveland should win this one handily. I don't I don't think that should be too much of a problem. Uh, Ravens versus the Lions. Are we going to see the Lions get their first win of the season? No, we're not. I got the Ravens. On this Dude, one. look at their first three games: Niners, Packers, Ravens. Man, that's tough. Uh, I got the Ravens winning this one too. Yeah, I, I just so don't bad see for Motor City Dan Campbell. Yeah. Tough three games, man. That's a tough three-game stretch for anybody. Speaking of teams that are 0-2, surprisingly 0-2, Indianapolis Colts heading into te- Tennessee to play the Titans. Divisional game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go to Tennessee. They got that big uh, road win against Seattle. I think they're going to be primed and ready to uh, beat a divisional foe. Yeah, things are not panning out for Carson Wentz here. He may be looking, he, he may be looking at the unemployment line next year. Yeah. Uh, got the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Now they played this pretty close the last the last time they met, or the first time they met last year. Uh, yeah. I'm still taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs too. Uh, it's a safe choice. Uh, Saints versus Patriots. This is it's, you know, it's it's actually a pretty big toss up. I'm leaning slightly towards if Jameis Winston plays like he did in Week One, I'm taking I'm taking the Saints. I don't even remember who I took on my uh, FanDuel thing, but I would go with I would I would assume the Saints because I just don't think um, New England has it, but uh, I could be wrong. But yeah, I think uh, the Saints have looked decent the first two weeks, so uh, I'm gonna kind of just fall in suit and say the Saints are gonna win this one. Now here's a match I want to talk about: two two teams trying to climb out of the death pit that is 0-3. Falcons versus Giants. Oh boy, yeah. Falcons, Giants. Uh, I got Atlanta. New York, New York's that bad. I'm, yeah, I'm leaving Atlanta as well. I mean, they got Matty Ice. Uh, New York doesn't have anybody, so uh, yeah. Uh, Cardinals versus Jaguars. Obviously, leaning Cardinals. I think this could be. Cool. Oh, Cardinals could be a route. Uh, I'd feel bad for Trevor in this because facing Trevor, facing facing Chandler Jones and JJ Watts. Yeah, but I mean, we got to introduce him, you know, to to losses. You know, he he didn't have really many collegiate losses, if any, I think. During yeah, well, yeah, I regular think he did. Losses. Yeah, well, yeah, because Pitt, I think Pitt beat them. Yeah, like, the one, like Jones yeah. hasn't hasn't lost a regular season game since yeah. I think like middle school until he got yeah. to the NFL. Yeah, so I mean, it's like one of those things where I think that uh, yeah, he's just gonna get a taste of humble pie here in the NFL, you know. Uh, Jets versus Broncos. I, I, feel, I feel like Teddy Bridge. All, all Teddy Bridge has to do is beat Teddy Bridge, and he can beat this team. Yeah, I got Denver on this one. 
uh, the surprisingly two and zero Raiders versus the Dolphins. Yeah, if I if if Tua was playing, I would take Miami. I doubt he's going to play, so I'm going to go with Vegas to continue the uh, their uh, role right now. Is this Vegas' year? That'd be shocking. But yeah, I I, I think they're Vegas. you watch they'll they'll combust there like in five or six games and they'll start losing. Now this is a game I wish was on Sunday night. You got the Buccaneers versus the Rams. That's a, that is a good game, but uh, obviously I'm not going to complain with the Sunday night game. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> second, but, oh, this, this, this is tough. You got a really high power offense versus a really high power defense. TB12, man. I'm going Bucks. I'm going Rams. All right, my I first split. Could go either way, but I'm, I'm leaning slightly towards the Rams. I feel, I, feel, I feel like Stafford, like now that he's not miserable in Detroit, is becoming like a really solid, really solid QB. Well, even more solid than he was before. Listen, I uh, I'll re I'll reap the benefits because I got Cooper Cup on my fantasy team. So you do what you need to do. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Get, then you get the Seahawks versus the Vikings. I'm going Seahawks. I'm gonna go Seattle too. Yeah. And Sunday night we got Packers versus the 49ers. Uh, I'm going. Wow, the 49ers are two and zero. I'm leaning towards the Packers. Of course you would. Uh, I'm going to go, obviously, San Francisco. Uh, even if they weren't, I mean, it's. I just think that they have looked good defensively. I mean, obviously, with that little bit of that meltdown in Detroit, but I think they looked. They, they came back tighter in Philadelphia. I think offensively, they still have an edge on Green Bay. They have better talent. So I, I'm. I'm obviously going to stick with the uh, stick with my guys. Yeah, it's all going to have that, that Green Bay defense. It just depends, honestly, and it depends on what kind of offense shows up. Does Aaron Rodgers do week one Aaron Rodgers and, 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 and lay an egg? I think he's going to have a good game. I think it's going to be back and forth, but I think Niners are going to make enough plays on defense to uh, to win the game. And Monday Night Football, we got NFC East matchup, the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Uh, see, that's what they should have done. They should have moved the Niners to Monday Night Football, and then you could have moved the Bucks to Sunday Night. There you have well, it. The Packers, Every, just, the Packers just played, just played Sunday Night or Monday Night. But, but you know, but you know what I'm saying. A more, a more, a game that more people would actually be interested in seeing. I should yeah, say. Sure. You know what I mean? Or you move the Bucks, the Bucks Rams to Monday, keep the Packers on Sunday. Or, or that. Yeah, yeah. I hate the NFC East on uh, Sunday Night and Monday Night Football. So. It's, oh, but but so but so but such a great comedy comes from these games. I'm leaning towards. Uh. I uh, want the Eagles to win. I think it's going to be the Cowboys. I do, too. Same same boat. I hate the Cowboys, but I think they're going to edge the Eagles. Not by much, though, because what I've seen with Philadelphia last week, they are a good defensive team. Um, I like what the, uh, you know, the quarterback's doing from Oklahoma. Can't think of his damn name right now. Uh, oh, you mean Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like what he's doing. He does have a good arm on him. Um and they have they have some fast uh, receivers there, but I just I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Really um, they did ta- they did take a blow with that Brandon Graham injury. Really counting on Devontae Smith to pop off this game. I, I mean, if, if this is if it's going to happen, it should happen in this one because Dallas's secondary is not that good. So really if if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the week in football. We now move on to trailer talk. A lot to discuss today. First show we're talking about is for uh, West Side Story. There's another full trailer for this, for this movie. This is, of course, another a, re- a remake of the 60s musical, which is the Broadway musical, which was a retelling of Romeo and Juliet about two star-crossed lovers who are in the middle of a gang war, played by Rachel Zegler and someone who this trailer really doesn't want you to know is in this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, not, like, uh, not, not flattering. Guy. really trying to show you that this guy's not in it. Yeah. But if he smiles, the other guy's going to beat him up if he smiles at his girl. Yeah. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for West Side Story? I mean, it was doing everything that we've seen in the last couple trailers. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see it. Going to great lengths to just, just distract from the fact that Ansel Elgort is here. Yeah, he, he's not. Yeah, they, they really try to throw dirt on that really quickly in the trailer. What? 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 Elgort? I don't. I don't. I don't know any Elgort. This movie. Yeah, it's just some dude, man. Just some dude. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> oh, the press tour for this one is going to be fun. It should be interesting. Uh, yeah, this is it's directed by Spielberg. It's going to be set for release on December tenth, twenty twenty-one. Uh, this is the fir- next one. Is the first trailer we're looking at right now. I think, I think the rest of these are actually actually all first trailers. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the first trailer for uh, a movie that we didn't know was coming out until it was just announced. Parent, we're getting another Paranormal Activity movie. Unless yeah, that's that's might, that's it happening. Might have been I talked about during the during the Paramount Plus press release uh, because this is the this is going directly to Paramount Plus. This is Paramount Paranormal Activity next to Kin. And this is the seventh movie in this franchise. Six or seven. I think. I think. I think it's. The, I think it's. The, it's the eight of the seventh. It is the seventh. Okay, because I know we numbered what through four, and then we had uh, the marked ones. Yeah, and then uh, what, what, what the was the other one? Ghost, ghost dimension. Uh, dimension, didn't it? Or ghost, ghost something? Yeah, ghost dimension. Yeah, the, um, ghost dimension. Yeah. Being described as a sort of reboot of the franchise uh, doesn't. This mirror does not does not look like super found footage. It looks like there's like a professionally shot footage in this in this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a guilty uh, guilty pleasure with these movies. I do like them. Um, the numbered ones, I didn't like. You know, the marked ones or uh, the ghost ghost dimension or whatever. But um, I mean, this looks okay. I mean, I'll watch it because I have Paramount Plus, so why not? There's nothing else on Paramount Plus minus you know old school cartoons. So uh, yeah, this will be yeah, fun. They, they got, they're, they're slowly getting a good movie collection. Yeah, eventually they'll get there. Eventually they'll get there. Um, yeah, like I'm just, I, I'm, I, no, not with these movies. Like I, I, yeah. I didn't like the first one all that much. Oh man, you're crazy. The first one was so good, especially the theater man. Oh, you know, so I, good. I, I, I think it's like with the Blair Witch Project. I think it got to it late. Blair yeah, Project, I'm, like, Blair Witch. I remember seeing in the theater. Oh yeah, it's you can't. Nothing tops that whole that theatrical atmosphere, man. Uh, especially like horror movies like this. Like you're on the edge yeah, of your I seat, was, and I, I think you like react when the crowd both, reacts. On, I like being on both of these. So, but yeah. Blair Witch Project, I at least saw a little more craft into that one. Oh, no, for sure, yeah. There's a reason why that movie made buku bucks. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, this one is set for a release on Paramount Plus October 29th, 2021. So, yeah, going back to the tradition of you know, every Halloween we're getting a Paranormal Activity movie. Which, I mean, yep. that, that could work for the, for the streaming service because they, like they don't really have a lot of, like, you know, a lot of, like, original content to bring people, bring people yeah. in. Yeah. The biggest thing the guys what the reboot, the reboot of iCarly, I think. Yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is for uh, a movie I'm actually quite looking forward to, Nightmare Alley. Uh, Nightmare Alley is about a carny named Stan with a talent who has a talent for manipulating people with basically a hypnotist, and then he you know gets involved with a psychiatrist who may or may not be more dangerous than he is. Uh, Bradley Cooper plays the titular, or not the titular, the main character, Stan. Kate Blanchett plays the psychiatrist he gets involved with. Also has a stacked cast, including Tony Collette, Will Defoe, Richard Jenkins, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, and David Trithane, among others. Like this, this cast is like massive. It's directed by Guillermo del Toro, 
Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Nightmare Alley? Oh, I liked it. What we got uh, hooked me enough to to want to watch it. I mean, I, I really wanted to watch it when I heard the whole premise of it anyway. But you have that stacked cast. You really can't go wrong with this one. I think this movie looks really good. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that Del Toro is my favorite filmmaker working right now. I think the dude is. I, I, th- I think the dude's excellent. Uh, he hasn't. This is his first movie since Saber Water, isn't it? He hasn't directed anything it since. Uh uh-uh, uh, this is it. Yeah, so this is a big. This is a big best picture follow up. This is this in the Netflix Pinocchio, which, yeah, that's a thing. Which I'm actually, Michael, I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. What, I want to see what Antonio Pinocchio looks like. <laughs> uh, next trailer we're talking about is for The Humans. This is an A24 film, A24 drama, and it's basically about just a group of just just a, a group of people coming together for Thanksgiving in Manhattan. Uh, has a cast also again Richard Jenkins back in this one. Also includes Amy Schumer, Beanie Feldstein, June Squibb, and Stephen Yoon. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for The Humans? I mean, I liked it. It's it just really kind of bland. It's it just personal interaction during you know the holiday. I mean, it, it looks good enough, though. Um, it just shows about like uh, connection and just like about human interaction with one another. It's it's an A24-esque film, though. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm on board. Yeah, based on a uh, Tony Award-winning play, which I don't really have much, much familiarity with. But, yeah, it seems like one of those like good self-contained dramas that... Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm into it. I'm, I'm, I can get down with that. There's a lot of great actors in it. I, I'm glad that Amy Schumer is like trying to do more serious work because I do think she can be a good actress. She's she was good in uh, remember that Miles Teller Soldier one. Thank you for your service. Oh yeah, I, I, I big obviously I'm a big Miles Teller fan. I, I did like that movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> the Humans is set for a release on September uh, November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. They debuted at TIFF. Got a really good response there. Uh, so yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing that. Next one we're talking about is for Needle in a Time Stack. So Needle in a Time Stack is a upcoming science fiction movie. It's written and directed by John Ridley. He's the guy who won. Uh, he won Best Adapted Screenplay for writing Twelve Years a Slave. And it's basically about a uh, marriage who gets tested when a time traveler gets involved into their lives. It has a cast that includes Leslie Odom Jr., Frida Pinto, Cynthia Erivo, and Orlando Bloom. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Needle in a Time Stack? Really shocked to see Orlando Bloom back, man. I was yeah. that was kind of out of left field. Yeah, where's he been? But yeah, uh, no, it looks good. I like the whole sci-fi blend with this. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what they're gonna do with it. It looks something different, which I always like, and it has a you know pretty good cast, pretty young, pretty young cast. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Though I think it looks pretty good. I'm really impressed with like the trajectory of, of Leslie Odom Jr.'s career because it seems like uh-huh. like some like Broadway guys are like on Broadway and that's just what they do for the rest of their career which is nothing wrong with that it's just like they fail to connect with like mainstream audience but I feel like that just shows the power of Hamilton and how much people yeah. love that show because Leslie Jones Jr. is like he's like becoming like a genuine like like movie star yeah yeah like very, very few Broadway actors have that kind of crossover appeal like shit look at like Neil Patrick Harris who's incredibly talented has a hard time breaking into movies which is crazy because he's such a good actor. He's a good actor. Like he, he's multi-talented. Yeah. Like very few act. There are very few actors like Neil Patrick Harris around. No, he's very ver- versatile. You exactly. know. Exactly. But like, I mean, like Hugh, like Hugh Jackman's another example. Like this dude who's like just big on Broadway and then just broke into movies. Or he might have been movies first. Either way, a guy who transitioned from theater into like film and he's doing incredibly well for himself. So. Yeah, you got a lot of people that do that. Even Ian McKellen, you have Ian what? Uh, even Pacino that. dips in the you know the Pacino Broadway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's easy for like a mainstream actor to go into Broadway, but for a Broadway actors to break into the mainstream, that's oh, different. But it's it's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like. It's but like what I'm saying, 
what I'm saying is it, it's 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 more common to see them dip in both of them. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. If if they do Broadway like Matthew Broderick, like but again, he started out as an actor breaking into Broadway. Wasn't you know? I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but either way, uh, definitely forward Neil time stack when it comes out on uh, October fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Uh, next show we're talking about this is the shorter show we're talking about today, but either way, I'm I'm hooked. It is for the tragedy of Macbeth. So the tragedy of Macbeth is an upcoming movie directed by one half of the Cone, of the Cone Brothers. Uh, yeah, they're they're breaking away from each other, I guess. They're, yeah, they're, they're they're doing their own thing. One's, one's, one's Ethan directing his own movie. Yeah, seriously. Uh, written and directed by Joel Cohen, and it is basically a it's it's just another telling of Macbeth. But yeah, here's the twist. This one stars Denzel Washington. Yeah, I bet you didn't see that coming, huh, Shakespeare? Uh, yeah, so uh, so Denzel Washington as Macbeth, Fred McDormand as Lady Macbeth, Corey Hawkins as Macduff, Brendan Gleeson's in the movie as King Duncan, uh, Harry Melling as Malcolm, who is uh, Dudley from uh, the Harry Potter movies. Also, uh, okay, yeah. Ingram, Ralph Innocent, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas, which, holy shit, where has he been? Sean Patrick yeah. Thomas is in this? Is uh, that the one, Sean Patrick Thomas? He's the one from uh, Save the Last Dance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, is, it is that guy. Yeah, and he was in ha- one of the Halloweens, too, Halloween wasn't Resurrection. He? Oh, my God. Wow. Good idea, John Patrick Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Get, get that. Go get that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, sorry, Beth, you, like, you, you know the story, but this is going to be the A24 telling directed by Jill Cohen. And, I mean, just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need to say trailer for this film. Just, like, saying, hey, we're, we're going to get a movie directed by Jill Cohen starring Denzel Washington for A24. I'm like, done. So, doesn't matter what Yeah. Yeah, especially with the success of the Green Knight and stuff like that too. I think this should be fun. Oh, it should be great. It looks like it's black and white. It's gonna be like super stylistic, awesome, and I cannot wait. Uh, set for debut on Apple TV Plus uh, on Christmas. This 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 your Christmas Day movie. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. I just want to hear Denzel do Shakespeare. I think, that's I think yeah, that that should be fun. Uh, next show we're talking about is for. Uh, passing. So passing is for Netflix. This is wait, is it is it Netflix? It is Netflix. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I'm like, please am right. That's a movie that's uh, uh written and directed by Rebecca Hall of all people. Yeah, which was I. I kind of was like, wow. Like as soon as it said, yeah, filmed by Rebecca Hall. Yeah, it's a directorial debut. Basically, the story of two childhood friends who are mixed race, uh, who basically go on a little different lives. They come back together, and they realize that one of them is passing herself off as a white person. Yeah. And yeah, so obviously there's going to be some drama there. Uh, it stars uh, Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega as the two main the two main girls. Also stars Andre Holland, Bill Skarsgård, not Bill Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård, and Bill Camp. Uh, I'm shocked as Rebecca Hall doing this because this just doesn't seem like something she would be, she would have a voice in or be able to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because this is like something that, w- like, you would see a black filmmaker like something, something like Spike Lee. I could see tackling this. Spike Lee would do something like that. I could see like maybe like a Barry Jenkins maybe Barry tackling that. Doing this. Uh, um, like yeah, like I mean, Casey Lemons. I could see doing this. Yeah, there's a lot of different you know you know uh, yeah. directors you could see We're touching like, that. But yeah, Rebecca Hall. Yeah, that, you this. go. I'm just saying like it's weird to see like oh this is like a very like you know story ingratiated with like racial racial identity and it's done yeah. by Rebecca Hall. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Let's you know. I mean, uh, that'd be great if she you know knocks it out. I mean, it, it it is for sure different though. It wasn't who you, I would normally. Yeah. You would think of somebody who would direct something like this. Regardless, I, th- I think this looks interesting as a movie. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious enough from the trailer. And what? And uh, yeah, it debuted at once debuted, yeah debuted Sundance earlier this year. Got a really great response. Currently sitting at an 86 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, it's really doing well. It could be a really big Oscar contender for Netflix this year. Uh, what do you think of the trailer, Russell? I liked it. I, I did. Um, I think it looks a lot better than uh, the next one that we're going to be talking about. If I think you're going to go the way that I think you're going, um, but yeah, no, I, I do think it looks really good. Switch up the order, but so I don't know what you're talking about. You might be looking at a different one on the list, but maybe uh, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see here. I I, th- I think. <laughs> well, the next trailer, again, yeah. so that one is said to be on Netflix, October twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Next show we're talking about is for Finch. Is that one you're talking that's, about? Uh, that's exactly where I'm at. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, this, well, this, Tom, Tom Hanks and Chappie or something like that. Yeah, okay. so, yeah so it's basically about a guy who is basically the last man on Earth, and he built an android to keep... He has an android and a dog, and they're trying to journey across the country to get to some kind of safe haven. Like I said, stars Tom Hanks, largely by himself, uh, as, well, as well with a robot and a dog, and maybe some other people we don't know, but... Yeah, really, you weren't into this. No, I was, but I, what I was trying to like joke around saying basically, like I think passing looked a little bit more interesting than uh, okay, than the Finch. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of where I was going. I wasn't shitting on this movie. I, mean, I just, this, this, this I think the movie like looks okay. This looks like Future is a Castaway. Let's call it what it is. Oh, it's it's it's, it's, it's sci-fi Castaway for sure. Exactly what this is. Which not going about. I love Castaway. <laughs> oh, Castaway is good. I God, it's been forever since I've seen it, but yeah, uh, here, but yeah. I, like I mean, I'm I'm always down. Uh, yeah, but. Tom, Tom Hanks is someone like you, if you're in a movie, you never want to travel with Tom Hanks. No, he he has he has just as bad luck as what uh, Matt Damon, I think. Nice. I think it said Matt Damon traveling. Yeah, because the, they made like a thing about that with like uh, yeah, The Martian and like, Saving Private, trying to find, trying to go after. Bad, he is as bad as traveling as James Marsden is keep, as keeping a girlfriend. Yeah. Or not being in uh, movies with animals or some shit like that, maybe. Yeah, or like, way, I don't know. I, yeah, I, but yeah, so this is also for Apple TV Plus. I think I think this is really interesting because I feel like I feel like Tom Hanks is an actor. Like one of the guys, like you can just watch him by himself. Like very few actors have that kind of quality to him. No, I mean I, I think that's just the engaging person that he is. Is you know what I mean the qualities that he has. I think you know for so many years he's has done that, and I think you know if anybody, yeah, I'm gonna watch Tom Hanks do it. You know. Yeah, it's directed by by uh, Miguel Sapochnik, uh, who only directed one of the films. He directed Repo Man. Remember that? Um, I never saw it, but I know that what it was Jude Law and uh, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, that's the only other film uh, director. But after that, he won a lot in TV. He actually directed some really great television. Directed, worked on shows like House, uh, Fringe. Most notable is Game of Thrones. Oh, wait a minute, a lot of great. I might have seen. I might have seen Repo Man. I don't remember. I think it was R.I.P. I get that confused. I think R.I.P.D. is the one I didn't see. I might have saw. I think I did see Repo Man. Regardless. Again, it was forgettable, so I obviously didn't really remember much of it. Yeah, regardless, this is, this is Tom Hanks working with a director who hasn't like he hasn't directed very many feature films. So yeah, and let me just see what happens. But I feel like Tom Hanks is generally has pretty good judgment. Yeah, generally speaking. So yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing that. And one movie in the last show talking about is movie. Here we go. Very, very confused about. Here we go, from grocery store to the gridiron, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, this is the first trailer for American Underdog. <laughs> uh, this is the feature-length biopic of Kurt Warner. Oh, uh, boy. Played by Zachary Levi, which Kurt Warner as a, pl- as a human and as a player, looks, his life yeah. was ripe for a biopic. He does, but Zachary Levi looks nothing like her. Zachary Levi looks nothing like the fucking guy. Thank you. Okay, I was like, thank you, and I'm like, geez, oh man. And I even uh, 
who was it? Uh, it was it Randy or is it Dennis Quaid? that's in it too, Dennis or no? Quaid, Ra- or, yeah, Vermeule. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, he plays uh, Dick Vermeil. Doesn't look anything like him either. No, doesn't. Uh, so, but like, yeah, in case you know, like Kurt Warner was a dude who he, his path to the NFL is maybe the most interesting of any player because he oh, for sure. Yeah, because like he well, he went to college, didn't get drafted, got on a practice squad, got kicked off, went to play arena. And basically yeah. had to work his way back in the NFL, like had to sign on as a walk-on. And only reason he got to play was because the quarterback in front of him went down. But but again, like what what a great story! Like you've seen the same thing even with Tom Brady's career with Bledsoe getting hurt. You know what I mean? Like and then the rest is history. You know? Yeah, like yeah, this is a dude who was at one point like was working at a grocery store. A I love the story though. I, I really do love yeah, the no, story. I, do, I, I, I do love, love Kurt Warner. Um, just a just an awesome human being, like just really, you know what I mean. Like when they interview him, you can tell he's very humble. Oh yeah, like again, he's a dude who went from like being a like stocking shelves in a grocery store to being a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like that yeah. has never been done. Like he is the greatest undrafted player of all time. Like undisputedly. Oh, it's, you can't even compare it. It's like literally stocking shelves to being the lead conductor in the greatest show on turf. Yeah, uh, and, it's and it's completely crazy. The first player in NFL history to win a Super Bowl as the primary starter in his first season. And was almost, literally, almost so close to winning another one with Arizona when they played Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I mean, he, he really, 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 really uh, good story. Really great quarterback, I think, too. Yeah, excellent quarterback. Here's some uh, things I'm, I'm a little concerned about with this film. First of which, <laughs> Zachary Levi looks nothing Zachary like Kurt Levi Warner. Looks nothing like Kurt Warner. Oh my That's god! It's like I was like, what the fuck is this? This is awful. But keep in mind, I like Zachary Levi as an actor. No, I think he's a good actor. He's but a good like, actor. Really? Looks nothing like Kurt Warner. No, I'm like they didn't really want. They, they're like, listen, this is Kurt Warner. We don't care if this, you know, if it doesn't look anything like him. Like Dick Vermeil doesn't really look like Dick Vermeil. I think Mike Martz is probably the closest looking like Mike Martz there at the beginning of the trailer. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't see any Marshall Falk in this trailer. I don't see any uh, what Holt, Isaac Bruce, no, Holt, no, no, what the Isaac hell, Bruce, like. If you're going to give us a great show on turf, give us the greatest show on turf. Where are these guys? Yeah, I mean, you better be there because, I mean, it there. was the greatest show on turf. And, they, and here's, my other, here's my other concern. The directors of this film are the uh, the Irwin brothers. Uh, and you know it doesn't bode well when this is like a Christmas release either. Which specialize in, and it's been released by under the uh, Kingdom Story Company, which specializes in Christian films, which uh, this isn't heavy go. on being Christian. Which but it doesn't need to be... Yeah, doesn't so, need to be JC. Maybe this is a Christian movie. Maybe it's not. I can't tell, and that and that concerns me. Maybe it's like a, a secret. It's a secret pure flicks film that it, we don't yeah, know but about. Yeah, it's like it's like it's an underground pure flicks film. That's like they're not, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like they're to, it's like they're it's like their nephew company. They're making like real small. It's like trying, their underground to, nephew to company. Sneak on us. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. those guys are trying to get God out. They're trying to get the word out. But either way, like I love a good football movie. I'm hoping I'm hoping this is good. Oh, I mean, I'm always down for football movies, so I mean, I'm gonna see it regardless. Uh, and yeah, this is set for a release on um, set for set for a release on uh, December. I think it's gonna come out on Christmas, isn't it? December twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Day. The Lord's birthday. What is that a watch? coincidence? Tragic Beth, you're gonna watch American Underdog. <laughs> I mean, you could do you could do go you can go opposite ends of the spectrum. Get your Shakespeare on, and then uh, go get some football on. Yeah, uh, so that's going to do it for another trailer talk. We're going to move on to Notorious News. Got a lot to talk about today. First of which, something that probably hits you a lot harder than it hit me. No disrespect to this man. Uh, people, uh, we lost someone people really love in comedy. 
Norm Macdonald passed away. Uh, dude had a nine-year battle with colon cancer and ultimately uh, ended up taking his life. Uh, I never personally had a big attachment to Norm Macdonald. Uh, business of them were funny. Uh, but I never, I was never really a big fan of the dude. I never said a lot of people like him, but like it just wasn't, just wasn't someone who had yeah. a lot of resonance for me. I'm assuming it's the opposite for you, though. Oh no, I grew up watching him on SNL. Um, I, I remember obviously uh, what the hell was the the, the movie? Uh, he was oh my god again. I just I literally just went and bought it because I didn't have it. Oh, dirty work. Um, dirty work, yeah, dirty work. I mean, anything he always appeared in was always good. Um, I think what he made a cameo in Billy Madison. I mean, the guy was everywhere, um, and he was just so funny. That was the thing. He was just so, like, the, his delivery was just so funny, and he was just such a good, you know, uh, just a good, funny comedian. And it's uh, really tragic that, like, yeah, this was like a almost like a private battle that, like, really was like undisclosed. You know, what I mean, like, n- nobody really knew about it. It was really shocking when you know they said, "Oh, Norm Macdonald," and I'm like, "What?" Uh, really crazy because he was a really really talented actor. Like I said, a lot of a lot of funny skits on. Um, on SNL, his Burt Reynolds is, is, is spot on. It's it's funny as hell. A lot of good skits that he was responsible for on SNL during its um, uh, to me it's like in the heyday for me. It was it was it was funny to just watch him. But yeah, it's 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 really tragic that we lost him so young. Yeah, it really, really is. Dude was in his sixties, right? Sixty five, I think. I think like sixty three. I want to say, but yeah, he was in his sixties. Sixty one. Jesus. Oh wow. Okay, even younger. But again, I know I know how much the do meant a lot of people and for that I say rest. Yeah. Uh, next thing we're talking about is for oh, we, I, I, wa- I want to talk about this new Disney release schedule. So we didn't get a talk, chance to talk about it uh, last week because they did just release their new. They did release an upcoming schedule for that upcoming project. Now a lot of these a lot of this stuff is unnamed, but we do get to discern a lot of things from this upcoming schedule. So this is what so this is what we're dealing with, Russell. Uh, for the rest of this year, we have uh, the Eyes Tammy Faye, which is coming out this weekend in some territories. Uh, yeah, we're going to do it. Which is coming out October 15th. Uh, Ron's Gone Wrong, which come out uh, October, 3rd, October 22nd, along with the French Dispatch. Antlers will f- hopefully finally get released. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to see that movie years ago. On uh, October 29th. Eternal is still set for November 5th. Uh, Encanto is set for a release on a theatrical release on uh, November 24th. However, allegedly it's only going to be in theaters. It's going to have a 30 theatrical window before it's available for purchase on uh, rent and on plus for premium purchase, I think. Uh, huh. What's that story? We talked about December 10th. Nightmare Alley, December 17th. King's Man just cannot catch a break because that got pushed back again. That was supposed to be out today. Yeah, and I just, I, I, my care scale to see that's like at an all time low. I'm really struggling. Just, <laughs> I'm just, just like, really dude, I, after the second one, I'm just like, you know what? I like the first one. We'll always have the first one. I'm okay with that. I'm like, it's one that like every time I see the trailer, I'm just like, yeah, I'm excited. But then like they keep pushing the day back. I'm like, I don't care. Like just, just put it. Yeah, out. it's like it's gonna be the next like Top Gun or some shit, you know? Yeah. Now set for a release on December twenty second, twenty twenty one. Hopefully this one sticks. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, they got the Ben Affleck drama Deepwater coming out January fourteenth, twenty twenty two, which is surprising because I think it's Tom McCarthy directed. Mo- no, Adrian Lynn directed this one, not Tom McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, Death in the Nile is uh, moved again <laughs> to February 11, 2022. Uh, Doctor Strange is still, stick- is still sticking. Uh, Wakanda for- Black Panther Wakanda Forever is moved to uh, July 8, 2022. Which I'm surprised it's still coming out next year. Thor, Thor Love and Thunder is set for a 
uh, except for the May 6, 2020, 2020 release date. Light years set for June 17, 2022. Uh, the Marvel set for November 11, 2022. David Russell's new movie's got a release date, November 4, 2022. The Indiana, Indiana Jones 5, which I guess it is happening. Maybe. Oh, boy. We'll see. July 29, 2022. Uh, and here's where we get into the things. So, uh, 2023, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out February 17, 2023. And then we have another one, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, also from May 5th, 2023. Then we have another one, two, three more untitled Marvel movies set to come out that same year. Jeez. So we're getting five Marvel movies in that one year. And then looking over to 2020, well, the 2024 at this point, uh, they'll have another one, two, three, four untitled Marvel movies set to release. Crazy. And in the middle of all this chaos, Russell, we still have Avatar 2 coming out December 16th, 2022. It's crazy. What did we do to be so so privileged for all this? So privileged. So I mean, it's, this is crazy. We're, we're finally getting some Avatar, man. Yeah, uh, Avatar 2 still set for 2022, 2024, 2026, and 2028. Don't know why. Crazy. Yeah. Craziness. But yeah, I think we'll talk about the untitled, the untitled Marvel years. Yeah. Because it's just like so many things. Like, like don't, they, don't, they, don't haven't, they haven't announced enough to be like, at least to be anything. Because the only thing they haven't yeah. announced so far that hasn't gotten a date, well, okay, one of those is going to be the new Cat in America, starring Anthony Mackie. Yeah, yeah. Another one definitely going to be Blade, because that's already been announced. Yeah. Fantastic Four is going to be one of those dates again, already announced. I was gonna, I, I was gonna say Fantastic Four was going to be in there. Yeah. Uh, but like looking at what else they've announced, they, really, they don't really have anything. So it's got, they got to be like holding back on some things that they aren't telling us. So yeah, I, I don't know what what. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else. Maybe another Spider-Man, depending on how the rights go, which is going to be interesting, considering that Marvel's trying to get the rights back. Maybe another Venom? Who knows? Oh, no. Please, no. Uh-oh. More Let there be Carnage again. Carni- more carnage. carnage. Again. Let there be more Carnage. Yeah, but like they, they haven't really announced any, anything else that could be, that could be here. So it's like, look, Kevin Feige, knows, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's got yeah, just, stuff. Just sit back and relax. Just sit back and relax and watch the money roll in. That's all we do. That's all Absolutely. we gotta do. Absolutely. Uh, but speaking of uh, we talk about Shang Chi because Shang Chi just can. I, I want to appreciate it because Shang Chi just continues to have success. Yeah. Uh, currently uh, was number one for three weeks in a row. Will likely continue this week because there's no competition. Sorry, dear. Yeah. No. I. Which, uh, which you know, I, I said I wanted to see that, and now I'm, it's like I've heard all the reviews are so bad. Uh, heard, I, it doesn't doesn't really. I've heard it's bad, which makes me want to see it even more. Yeah, it's like, oh, could that be something we could talk about? You know, how bad is it? Yeah. How how bad how bad are we talking here? I you know, I don't want to get out to see it this weekend, but yeah, Shang Chi uh, currently yeah. sitting at three hundred twenty-five million worldwide, which is really great. For, what really great for? I know it doesn't sound yeah. uh, great, but you know, considering the time we're in, this is a real, and considering the kind of property it is. I think it's commendable. Yep. I think it's absolutely commendable. Yeah. No, I mean, it's given the times, yeah, for sure. Definitely a win. Yeah. So definitely a win. Congrats, again, congratulations to the great team of Shang-Chi. Uh, something I do want to talk about is uh, no, is Christopher Nolan, which I know sounds contradictory, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> want to talk because uh, Nolan has just made a, just dropped a bombshell of some news. 
and that's that he has ended his long partnership with WB. Which is crazy because that's where he did all all of his all of his stuff all was his WB. All his movies been, been by WB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is now left WB. He has now gone over to Universal. But I do want to talk about some of his demands. Uh, um, he he is a diva, though, man. For for some, huh? He is a diva, though. Good a good director, but he's oh, what a diva. Because this is what he's demanding for allegedly reported. Nothing to confirm, but knowing Nolan, this is probably correct. So for his wouldn't be movie, surprised. He's demanded a hundred million dollar budget, fair. Twenty yeah. percent of the first dollar gross, which means will be the first weekend gross, which again fair. One hundred percent creative control. That sounds exactly like him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, One hundred million dollars in the marketing, uh, and these these are the insane ones. Uh, uh. The studio can't release another film three weeks before or three weeks after his movie. Um, oh my God! Yeah, now and, now we're getting now and, we're getting Karen, and he has to have a minimum hundred day window in theaters. Jesus Lord! Wow. My question is now: If you're a studio, do you think this is a smart deal to make with Christopher Nolan? Because despite I mean, the he's fact a bit, that I, mean, I don't know if he's worth all this. I think it's a good deal yeah, because he will sell tickets. It's just like, it's just like a Terrell Owens signing here with, with, uh, <laughs> with Christopher like Nolan. It sounds like a T.O. move here. It kind of does. Um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't know. It's. I feel like it's high risk, low reward type thing, man. It's a lot of risk. Uh, I don't know. Reward. I mean, I he's a big he's a big director. I think it's high reward. You think? I mean, like, I don't know though, because there's a lot of risk coming with it too. Though you're, you're high risk for sure. But if it, it, it's a no, no movies, they what do they do? They sell. Like they sell though, and yeah, like, like, like look at people like, still trying to defend that piece of shit known as Dunkirk. You know, like Dunkirk like, was a hit at the box office. So, oh no, it was like, but people still go into bat for, for that movie. Then yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're gonna somebody. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if they let obviously say, "Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll let it, we'll let it roll," you know. Yeah, I wouldn't either, but I just do think I think I think it's interesting that like no one did a place where he could like demand this kind of shit. Yeah, and he was the one that was like he refused to uh, re-release Tenet. Yeah, sure. Like, he said a pandemic is not a pandemic is not changing the release date of this film. Damn we it! Stay in the course, goddamn it! Let's go. The, the people want to see it. The people want to see it. People will see it when they see it. Yes, they may not see it in the theaters. They'll see it eventually. We were all in the theater, like, very confused, all wearing masks. We're just like, huh? Like, reverse what, what are we doing here? Bullets and stopping the nuclear strike. What is going on? And Edward Cullen and, like, what is going on? I heard, I heard, it, get, I heard it gets better the more you watch. I, I haven't seen it again. I liked it, I liked it the first I, time I saw it. I liked it the first time. It, it, it's, it's definitely something I need to rewatch because I was just kind of like w- w- like where you're at. I was like kind of in the middle. I'm like, yeah, you, you, you it was all right. Got the, the chalkboard, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, okay, so this 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 is doing this. We got this right. I here. didn't bring the yeah. I didn't bring the chalkboard with me to the theater. I was watching. I'm just like, okay, uh huh, yeah, yeah, okay, we're okay. That's that's happening. Yeah. Uh, next thing we're talking about. Speaking of well, his next movie biopic. Speaking of other biopics, uh, we're apparently getting a feature length. Uh, Big budget Whitney Houston biopic. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be starring Naomi Aki as uh, who was Jana in episode episode nine of Star okay. Wars, and Ashton Sanders as Ike Turner. 
Not Ike Turner. No, I'm sorry, not Ike Turner. Fucking Bobby Brown. Why did I say Ike Turner? <laughs> uh, both abusive relationships. Both, abuse, both abusive relationships. Both not, not healthy things going to be. But I want, <laughs> I mean, I want to see Russell. <laughs> Got your, yeah. Knowing the naming... Knowing the naming conventions of biopics that uh, biopics that are movies based on singers, I want yeah. to try and guess. I'm going to give you three guesses to guess the title of this film. <laughs> I will always love you. Good guess, but no. Uh, I want to dance with somebody. Bingo. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good thing I know my uh, Whitney Houston man. Whew. Yeah, uh, sorry, uh, Whitney Houston. Uh, sorry, Naomi Ackles, Whitney Houston, Ashton Sanders, Bobby Brown, uh, Sally Tucci <coughs> as her manager, Clive Davis, and being directed by Casey Lemons, whose last biopic, uh, Harriet, wasn't great, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Russell, what do you think? What do you think of this uh, Whitney Houston biopic? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked Whitney Houston. I, d- I didn't think it was going to be Exhale Shoop Shoop song. I didn't think it was going to be that. Um, that, was, that was another one I was thinking potentially that way. No Exhale. Um, but no, I liked, and, and again, I liked the Aretha Franklin one. I saw Respect. I liked it. Um, I did think that it suffered from a little bit too long runtime. Like, I'd say about a good, like, 20, 25 minutes. But I, I like I like biopics, though. I like musical biopics. I like I love Walk the Line. Um, like, uh, Rocket Man. You know what I mean? Just in general. Just different, uh, different um, music. You know what I mean? That Well, I mean, that, I didn't listen to Aretha Franklin. You know what I mean. But it's nice to see like different music, like you know, be represented. I, I I like Whitney Houston. I've obviously listened to Whitney Houston, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what they do with that. Um, and what 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 are we what's going to be the backdrop? What what are we, you know, what I mean, what are we showcasing here? Are we are we leading it up to like the national anthem? Like where are we where are we going with this one? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. So yeah, what's the what's the of what, what what's what's the live aid of this movie? Let's see. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, on oh, then Selena, which I I love Selena. Um, a lot of good, lot lot of good. Like, I mean, they may not be like, you know, critically, you know, loved, but I I did like some of the musical uh, biopics that we've gotten. Yeah, uh, we don't know what the framing device is for this film, but yeah, I, I'm I, going I, to go I, with I, the maybe, American maybe the national anthem game. I would I would love this climax of our second national anthem. The Super Bowl, dude, make it happen. Like uh, we have it, we have we have the the pinnacle, we have the live aid here. You know, I, just you know, don't even follow over the horizon. Just just follow the Whitney Houston crack chronicles. Yeah, I mean, just you know, just nothing but her drug drug addiction. Nothing but That's drug it. addiction. Like, don't don't even have any music. Just just all drugs. It'd be like, did she even sing? Yeah. Did, who is this? <laughs> who is this lady? Was did she, she even sing? sing? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. This ain't this ain't the preacher's wife, is it? <laughs> Well, speaking of Winnie Houston, it was announced that we are getting a remake of one of her movies, The Bodyguard. I did see that. Oh, wow. I did see that. That's yeah, the body- such an interesting choosing. Yeah, Bodyguard is getting a remake. Uh, Matthew, Matthew being written by Matthew Lopez, who, what the fuck is, what the fuck has he done? Matthew Lopez. Why should I know? Oh, okay. He's the guy who, he's done a lot of like Broadway stuff. How dare you remake a classic? I I, I was a big fan of the uh, first Bodyguard. That soundtrack's phenomenal. The soundtrack is phenomenal. I will agree. But okay, so we'll just we'll go ahead. Do you think a remake of the Bodyguard would work in the, work in the modern day? <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot more assass- camera. We well, have a lot more cameras and technology now, man. I don't know. Who's trying to assassinate singers in, <laughs> in twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah, and then on top of it, like, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna send those creepy, like, magazine cutting, those clippings, those little ransom letters or whatever, those little threatening letters. You know what I mean? How random, how those were tweets. nicely cut out. 
It starts like I don't twist. know. It's like, like her bodyguard is like a hack, as like a, a, hack, a hacking expert, just trying to like find the IP. Yeah. Nice. Or <laughs> like, or it was like a random, like it's a random text message, new phone, who's this, or something like that, and it just happens to be fucking Whitney Houston, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, debauchery ensues. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I'm saying they're gonna get another singer to play. What singer is big enough to the point where they can start in this movie? You you can't you can't use Jennifer Hudson, man. You can't you can't. She's phenomenal. She's a phenomenal singer, but you just can't. I don't know who do you get. Let's see. Let's let's see. Famous singers. Who could it be? Let's Google famous singers. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Lady Gaga. You got Beyonce. You got Rihanna. If Taylor Swift can get an acting class, maybe her. Yeah, Although, it doesn't no, bother that you're in cats. The, the optics, the optics of recasting a Billy Houston with a white woman probably wouldn't be very good. So, probably, probably not her. Um, so yeah. well, who do you get? I don't maybe know who Beyonce, you get though. Rihanna. Well, maybe Rihanna. I, I don't know though. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, after her, after her start making turn in Cinderella, maybe Camila Cabello. Yeah. Havana. Uh, isn't that the one that sings Havana? Yep. Love, love. Havana, na na na. Yeah, I don't know. That Havana song. Yeah, uh, we'll, 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 we'll see. Uh, I don't know where it's dropping. Well, yeah, someone's just dropping, but I don't know. I'm very, very curious to see. Like, who plays the bodyguard? Who's the, who's the modern day Kevin Costner? You just have to get Kevin Costner to come just back. Get Kevin I mean, Costner again. I mean, I just, I mean, it's just what you do. I mean, I don't know. Oh, you get, uh, get fucking Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, yes, dude. dude it's Liam done. Neeson in the bodyguard. Let's do it. Done. I don't even, even care who this is. Come on, he did it in Taken, man. Why not? He was a bodyguard. Do it. Make it happen. Uh, yeah. Next door, we talk about speaking of singing silliness. We are get uh, Russell. Our prayers have been answered. Oh we boy. are getting a Pitch Perfect TV series. Oh man, that third movie sucks. And Ugh. and <laughs> it's gonna be on Peacock. What? And that 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 that. You mean that streaming service? That, that one? That everyone has? Yeah. I mean, who yeah. doesn't have oh. Peacock at this point? Well, now everyone's going to have it because of the Pitch Perfect. And, Russell, and it's going to be about Adam Devine's character. Because that's, I mean, that's, if I were coming out with that, that's that's the direction I would go. I mean, absolutely. Why, why would you not go anywhere else? I mean, I want to know what drove him. I want to know what, like, makes him I, move. I, I want to know what happened to him after the voice <laughs> in Pitch Perfect 2. Oh, yeah. What like what what becomes of that character after? I mean, my God, like what? Like this this sounds like the greatest idea in the history of ideas. Yeah, and I I I, I see like record uh, streaming uh, down or uh, purchases for sure. Look look out, Disney Plus. You're done. You're it's done. done. Hulu, get out. Netflix, Forget. you're already going down. But that's it. It's gonna be Peacock's game now. Done, man. We, we got, got the pitch. It's a done TV series. The pitch is gonna be so perfect that it's yeah. Uh, next piece we're talking about uh, category of, in, the, in the category of video game movies. It was announced a f- uh, announced that uh, we are getting a twisted metal movie. Uh, it was going to be produced and star Anthony Mackie as the main character. Now, do, do you have you ever played with? You're familiar with twisted metal? I'm familiar with. Isn't that with the clown, the ice cream yeah. truck, or something? So, yeah. So basically, in this movie, it's te- it's about a guy named John Doe, the fast talking smart alecky. He's, he's a milkman. And he has no, he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he came from. But he gets the opportunity. He has this opportunity, uh, to which like everything is a warning. He's gonna, gonna give it. Like he gets one. He's gonna get one wish granted to him. All he has to do is deliver a package 
from one destination to the other. Sounds simple, right? Here's the problem. He's got to drive it off across like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Oh, boy. In which case, a clown in an ice cream truck is going to be a name called Sweet Tooth is chasing him around the whole thing. So Anthony Mackie is playing this John Doe character, which is surprising because it just doesn't seem... Anthony Mackie is a career... Like, I feel like his career is about to take off. I really yeah, I mean... About to take off. Yeah. Like, I'm getting, like, Chris Pratt vibes... When he when he when he did like the Lego Movie and Guardians of the Galaxy with Anthony Mackie because you know, spoiler alert, he just became the new Captain America. We already thought he didn't get, yeah. get a new movie. And yeah. so I'm very curious uh, what this is gonna be. And also, I like I like Twisted Metal. The Twisted Metal games are fun. So yeah, I, I never I never played them. Like I said, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, they're, so they're, yeah, they're, it's they're a little bit detached from the work. They're a newer gen game, but either way, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. And I also just like Anthony Mackie as an actor. It's definitely gonna be uh, curious to see this. Uh, in the category of reboots, Wonka is padding its cat, padding its supporting characters. Just signed on its co-star for Timothy Chalamet, so, and someone who I never thought would be in Timothy Chalamet. Keegan Michael Key <laughs> is gonna be yeah. starring with me with him. All right, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, no word on who he's going to be playing or who he's going to be uh, in er, in the story. Uh, but he's gonna be sorry. Aside from Willy Wonka, uh, Timothy Chalamet is Willy Wonka. But I will ask because it was the deal with um, a deal was finalized with Netflix in which uh, they're gonna they now have the rights to Roald Dahl's library of work. In which case we will now be getting a we're also speaking of Willy Wonka we're getting a Willy Wonka animated series yeah. produced by Taika Waititi for Netflix uh-huh. and okay. a musical version of Matilda starring Emma Thompson, which will that's a separate issue. But just just out of curiosity, Russell. Uh, between the animated adaptation of Taika Waititi and this live-action prequel directed by Paul King, the patented films, which Willy Wonka project are you more interested in? I'd probably say the animated with Taika Waititi. I would say the same thing. Yeah. Not that I don't, not that I don't like this, this creative team, but I think that Roald Dahl work r- really lends itself well to animated animated properties. Yeah, and I mean Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory is just a classic, man. I don't know. It's kind of hard hard to 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 let me. Uh, be open-minded for other works. You know, I mean, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was awful. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, also, in the category of remakes, uh, Russell, we're getting some more Lost Boys. Oh boy! Announced that we are getting a brand new Lost Boys movies, Lost Boy movie, starring the likes of Noah Jupe, uh, who was the star of Honey Boy, and Jaden Martell, who was the star, of course, It, and other things. Knives Out. Who was in Knives Out? <laughs> uh, yeah, so no word on... Uh, I mean, first Lost Boys obviously was about uh, two brothers who go to a new town that just happen to be crawling up vampires. Now, here's the thing. I, th- I saw this and I'm just like, that's weird. I don't know who's supposed to be the older who's supposed to be the younger brother. But then I realized something. I don't think they're going to be the main two brothers from the first movie. I okay. think these two could be, could be the Frog Brothers. The new Frog Brothers. Okay, okay. yeah. That could make sense. Like maybe maybe it's maybe it's more about maybe it's more their story. I think it'd be smart to have this centered on the Frog Brothers because I think those are the, those are the guys people remember most from it because those are like the vampire hunting kids. Yeah, I think that'd be a smart move. Russell, what, Russell, how do you feel about the first Lost Boys? And what do you think about this potential remake? One of my wife's favorite movies. Um, really? I, uh, I I got introduced 
maybe a couple years ago, I think. And I, I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I was like, eh, because I, I just, eh. And then I went, we went back and we watched it uh, at the drive-in, and I really liked it. Uh, it was one of those ones I was like, you know what, Dan, this is a really good cheesy 80s film. Um, and I just, I really liked it. You know what I mean? So I'm on board. I like the soundtrack. Um, I like the Marilyn Manson remake to the the one, uh, the main song. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it's it's really good. Like I said, I, I've really I really have come to appreciate it over the last couple of years. I think, um, so I wouldn't mind seeing something with this. Like kind of what you said, if we do uh, do something with the Frog Brothers, yes, I could see you know that something maybe something a little bit different than where than what we were anticipating. I think would be fun. You know. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people who for it. I was just I I think we need more fun vampire movies because I agree. Twilight kind of Twilight kind of fucked that up for everybody. Thanks. Thanks, teens. Yeah. yeah, way to go. Yeah. Uh, next, we're talking about in the cat in just long-awaited sequels. We are finally getting the promised sequel to Twins Triplets. Oh, I mean, but come on here's now. the thing: it is not going to be starring Eddie Murphy, as we intended. It's going to be starring Tracy Morgan as the long lost trip, as the long lost brother. Oh boy. So, yeah, the, the story of this is, is a weird thing because, like, this was. This was written. This movie was written for Eddie. The role was mm-hmm. written for Eddie. They had Eddie signed on. And when you read the press release, they say like because of the success of coming to America, like they said like Eddie wouldn't be available. Which just like, I'm holding the phone right there. Like, are we getting a third coming to America movie? Yeah. Uh, I don't, who I mean, knows? He's, he's already like trying to get back with those cop four off the ground, which is going. This is going. Uh, but yeah, yeah like, the triplets is. It's just weird because, like, and now said that they had to rewrite this role for Tracy Morgan, huh? Which is strange because I'm, just, I don't know how I feel about Tracy because I, I like Tracy Morgan. Don't get me wrong, I like Tracy Morgan. I think the dude's really funny. Don't yeah. know if I like him in this. Yeah, I don't know. Again, you got Schwarzenegger, DeVito, and <laughs> Tracy Morgan in a movie now. Yeah, definitely, I'm definitely piqued my curiosity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> How do you like the original twins? The original twins, that's a classic. I I, I like it. I, I like it a lot. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's been a long time. I remember. I remember really enjoying it though. I, I like Arnold. So I, and just to him playing off of Danny DeVito and, and just it's so ridiculous that those two are supposed to be twins. I think it was just so funny. Yeah. Well, the last piece we were talking about today, we got a bombshell of a casting announcement yesterday. I knew. Uh, speaking of Tracy Morgan, is this what I'm? Is this what I'm thinking? Possibly, I don't know. Um, okay. He's not in this. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Did you hear something about Professor Xavier? Tracy Morgan's going to be Professor X? No, no, no. So what's it? That, that, that was a joke tweet. from a, that, 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 Oh, that okay. Tweet. And he was he was the Professor X character in superhero movie. So, yeah, 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 I remember that. Okay. I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> I, I saw that. I thought it was, oh, my God, I feel like a fucking idiot now. Yeah, so, so, so you, you haven't heard about the, Mar- the Mario casting? Oh yeah, yeah. I heard about the Mario cast, so, yeah, which I, about, I, about, I, 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 I do love. I do love this cast. Let's talk about the Mario cast for a second. Yeah, I, 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 I'm done. It was pretty well established. That Illumination got the rights. They're gonna be making the Super Mario Brothers animated movie because Lord knows they're not gonna do another live action one of those. Thank you. No. Um, Go ahead and ch- check out our uh, yeah, commentary out our on that. Commentary on that movie. Um, but yeah, they announced <laughs> yesterday the cast of this Mario Brothers movie, to which everyone on the internet just said, "Huh." What? Yeah. Because, yeah there, uh, in the titular role of Mario, yeah. we have Chris Pratt. Yeah, who's not even Italian? 
not Italian. I mm-hmm. this is a big hangover for people because, like, uh, even me, because like I don't even dislike Chris Pratt like a lot of people do right now. I just cannot fathom what he's gonna sound like as Mario. Does he even eat pizza? I mean, come on now. Yeah. Does Does he eat gluten anymore? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Chris Pratt is Mario. Anya Taylor Joy is Princess Peach. Charlie. I, I do like I I do like that one a lot. Yeah, Charlie Day as Luigi. Bowser's the best. Jack Black as Bowser. Per- perfect. I think it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. Completely random. It's so random. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, so he's in this too. Oh, hilarious. So I think that's another good one too. And <laughs> apparently, Cranky Kong's gonna be in this. Maybe both by Fred Armisen. Man, yeah, uh, Charles Martinet, who uh, who voiced Mario in the games, is going to be involved in this somehow. But yeah, I'm just look. This feels like stunt. Does it feel like stunt casting? Yes, but I'm now very intrigued with this movie. Mostly because, like, yeah, Chris Pratt is at the center of this. I am I am dying to hear what his Mario sounds like, dude. Uh, I'm and I'm totally on board to see like a uh, Bowser Jack Black is going to be fucking awesome. I think. He better have like a heavy metal stand, like song number in the movie. Yeah, and then Donkey Kong. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mario. Um, so we so we've already established that Donkey Kong is going to be a complete stunner in this movie. Yeah, no, no, no question about okay. it. Okay. I just I mean, people are shocked by this one. Like, thing is, you look at Illumination. This is this is kind of what they do. Yeah, I mean it's like. Benedict Cumberbatch being the Grinch. Grinch. Exactly. I mean, no, exactly. where, where, where'd you see that at? Or look at, or look at the entire cast of Sing. Yeah. Like no, this, this, and this Sing, is, and, and, and Sing by the way is really good. I, I did, I did. Remember, I hadn't watched it. That's right. Uh, in the summertime, I went uh, and took Ella to Regal was having like the Throwback Tuesday films or whatever, right. and Sing was one of them. And I ended up actually really liking it a lot. It's not, it's not awful. It's surprisingly not awful, but. Yeah, no, it's actually it's really good. I like I totally like Matthew McConaughey's character in that film. Yeah, like this this, this is this is what they do. This will be fine. It'll be I, fine. I, I, People are gonna go see it, and it'll like, be I, fine. I Everybody have fun. I, I said, like, you know what? Screw animation. I want it to be live action now. Yeah, oh, dude, live action would be phenomenal. Can you see this? If, like, yeah. Make this Dennis Hopper eat your heart out, man, dude. We see Jack Black and like, oh, sign me up. Yeah. And I, I know, I know, like the like the popular thing the internet has is to hate Chris Pratt, and this probably doesn't help. But I'm still a fan of the guy. I'm, still, I'm always rooting for. Aw, and, and, and I'm a fan of the property. I love Mario Brothers. I, I mean, that was my. It's a classic you know, video game property. I mean, it's classic. It's what I grew up in. I grew yeah, up absolutely. playing that. You know, so yeah, definitely gonna definitely gonna be definitely oh, gonna yeah. watch this now. I'm 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 dying to see this movie now. Yeah, we need this like next week. Yeah. And that's going to do it for us in the Tory series. We're now moving on to our movie of the week, which is Sicario. So, yeah, uh, after uh, Prisoners was a big hit in December of uh, 2013, it was announced that he was going to direct this. Uh, this Denis announced he was going to direct this uh, Mexican border drama, Sicario, from a first time screenwriter in Taylor Sheridan, who, uh, if you're familiar with. Well, not a first time screenwriter. Um, actually, yeah, this was his first screenplay. Uh, really? Yeah, if you're familiar with uh, Sons of Anarchy, he's the guy who played uh, Sheriff Hale in in that show before he turned into, into, into filmmaking. Um, yeah, uh, this is also one that picked up by Major Studio. This one was uh, done by Lionsgate. Uh, and 
yeah, this one, if prisoners, like, got his foot in the door, this one, like, blew the door open. Literally. Yeah, because, look, after this film, everybody knew this dude's name. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, how did this one hold up? Yeah, this was this, this was a huge hit back in the day. Much like prisoners. Huge hit back in the day, largely ignored by big award circuits, we'll talk, which we'll talk about later. But how does it hold up uh, a few years later, especially considering, like, at the time this was released, border tension and, like, drug trafficking, like, concern for that was at an all-time high. Yeah, so this was like this was like a completely current topic. This was like a current current event topic for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, how does this hold up today? We're gonna find out. This is Sicario. We open up with an absolutely phenomenal sequence. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. We open up on a raid for with a raid of people who are suspected of being human traffickers, led by our main character, uh, Kate Macer, played by Emily Blunt. I'm just gonna come out and say it. Emily Blunt is phenomenal in this film. She's getting another uh, shout out, man. Just after "Live Die Repeat," we're just we're we're on a uh, a little bit of a uh, Emily Blunt yeah, kick. I would say this huh? is like, this is like, when, like she became like she stopped being that girl from the from the Devil Wears Prada, and she became Emily Blunt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just just her character in in this film. You know what I mean? She's just the uh, Mrs. By the Book. You know, she has to do everything. Per- you know what I mean? Yeah, like she's she's, she's 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 her like pure person yeah she reminds me a lot of uh jody foster in silence of the lambs because yeah she, yeah like, she's she, she's by she by the book she always wants to do she always wants to do a good job but like she knows the odds yeah. are against her she, she like she knows the people because she's a woman they don't take her seriously well and they're gonna do they're gonna do things their own way anyway and it's it's yeah yeah but like she like the physicality looks well like the, the like scene where she's not talking like there's a scene like where she's in the shower and which we'll talk about in a second but like she just like brings like like someone who has to like keep like a stern up front while inside she's like facing these like horrific sights and horrific scenarios and just like like yeah, breaking yeah. down inside but trying to keep it composed outside yeah exactly you you feel that yeah uh, yeah so she works for the FBI uh, and she, her partner is Dana Kalia who was in the movie way more than I remember remember him being the first time I saw it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because this is, I think, the third time I've watched this. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely in it a lot more than I remember as well. But yeah, so they ra- they raid this house because they're looking for the people who are allegedly hostage. There's nobody in the house, but then, like, they see that they're embedded in the walls. And there's, like, literally, I think they un- end up giving the number, like, 42 bodies in the in that house. And it's, it's, it's super unsettling it when you see it because you see they peel open the drywall and everything, and you just see all these bodies tightly packed all throughout the house and it's it's completely crazy yeah and then you know we see like these like these deep like the crowd the filmmaking with this next scene because like there's something in the in the shed. garage in the shed yeah you know, and it's bombed yeah again another another beautifully cinematography you know uh another beautiful cinematography done film you yeah, know i mean i think, I think we I talked believe, a lot about that in prisoners i believe deacon shot this uh, one as well yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's fucking flawless. It's uh, the 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 shots are just so smooth. I mean it's literally like a postcard, the whole, you know some of those sh- those ex- those you know real real back shots. Um, and again, I think something else uh, I mentioned in prisoners just that that haunting that womp, well like building attention again, like just like it did in prisoners, just that like just like a, it doesn't need any uh, you know any music or accompaniment, just that that. That just that instrumental that's that little bit of a you know note or whatever and it just it, it makes you feel uneasy you know what i mean 100 100 100 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's even talk about words. Like they, she's gets hurt in the explosion. She's going in the shower. And she's like showering all the blood off out of her hair. Yeah. And she's just like trying to. She's just. She's, you can tell like she's just like freaked out by. It. She's so shook by it. But yeah. Got, it's like, like she wants to do the good. She wants to be in the job she's in, but I just don't think she can handle the job itself. Do you know it's what I mean? Hard. Yeah. And she's like, I think I talked about coping with it, which like. How, again, like kind of like with Jackman in the first one. How is she not nominated for this movie? Again, how, these movies are completely overlooked. Uh, I mean, I, I do not understand, and and we'll talk later on. I think Benicio del Toro uh, did, was he nominated at all in this? Nope. Yeah. Again, uh, one I one of my favorite performances in it. I I think he should have been nominated too. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to it. But uh, so yeah, we're being so yeah. It's the next day we're being told that they're putting together this like special task force, being led by Josh Brolin. Who's an underrated part of this movie? Like he does not get enough credit for how excellent he is in this. Dude, how laid back is he in this film? Like, it's the, it's the fact that he's so nonchalant about, every, about everything. He's not worried about it though. That's the thing. No, he's, he's not, not worried not. about like the, this. This is scary to anybody else. Like Kate is scared shitless inside, but like he's gone. He's wearing flip flops. Like come on. Like look when they, we first meet him. He's sitting there talking to the, like the big bosses and stuff like that. He's wearing flip flops. Like he's not taking, he's like whatever. You know what I mean? He's rolling with the the flow of things. He's not too worried about it. But that makes him maybe the scariest person in this film. The fact that like he's dealing with all these like, horrific things, and he can do yeah. it while being so nonchalant about it and so relaxed about everything. It makes me think like, yeah. okay, what like what do you stand for? What do you believe in? What have you done to get here? Like you start. To well, qu- he has the he has the glove. He has the gauntlet glove. I think is what happens. He knows. He knows what's going on, man. Come on. He knows. He knows. He just needs a couple more stones. Yeah. So uh, basically, what happened is they're, recru- they're recruiting him for a special task force. We're, pre- we're recruiting uh, Emily Blunt for a special task force that would basically try and, you know, they're trying to take down the cartel who they believe is responsible for this. Yeah. Yes, and it's 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 uh, somewhat international ops, so they, they, she needs to volunteer for it. And again, yeah. with not with one looking control, not one to look weak, she's like, "Yeah, I'll vol- I'll volunteer, I'll do it." So uh, they, they so they she goes off. They, they have like this private flight. That's where he meets the last main player of the film, and I think so, uh, is easily the best part of this film. Fucking ben, phenomenal, Benicio Alejandro, Del man, Toro. phenomenal! Holy shit! Like Benicio Toro in this <laughs> film is unlike anything I've seen of him before because he just sh- he shows up. You do you don't know who he is. You don't know what he's about. You don't know what government he has to do. He's you a, don't. You don't he's know, a, he's a mystery. Government. Yeah. All you know is he's yeah. a dude who is probably very good at killing things. Yeah, and he's so like he's so cold. Like you get like that. You know, I mean, you, we don't know a lot about him, and I think that's what makes him scarier as a character. The fact that we don't know him, he's there. Everybody just just accepts the fact that he's at, at these things or at these briefs and stuff like that and yeah he's just a very stone cold uh character yeah so they're, they're, they're flying to i also had like a weird like tension with the film because like i want to see because like i'll pass over the central central part of it and water uh, uh, yeah yes yeah, so basically they're, they're teaming up with delta force u.s marshal the cia to travel to juarez in order to extradite a brother of but of a big uh a big me- uh, cartel me- Manuel Manuel Diaz's brother, or is it Manuel Diaz? Uh, it's uh, it's no Manuel Diaz is the guy they're trying to get to. It's uh, they're, they're trying to get to Guillermo to Diaz get to brother. his who ends up yeah later on being Fausto at the yeah, but yeah like, but like okay. 
this is where Kay, or Kay really has to get a wake up call. Where she's just like, like she's like she's unclear what of what the depth is. She's unclear of the of the of the means, and she's unclear of who she wor- even worked for at this point. Because like she's mm-hmm. like talk to like, talk to Alejandro. She's like I don't work for Alejandro. Why am I talking to him? Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, they're they're obviously doing that deliberately. They they know the type of uh, person that she is. I don't think uh, she wouldn't agree to do it if they knew if, if they if she knew what they were going to do and by what means they were going to do it. You know what I mean? No, like she she, she wouldn't do this. So they go into yeah. They go, they go into war. They're armed to they're armed to a T. And the thing is, like it's it's a it's a slippery slope because like they know that they don't have jurisdiction in this country. Yeah. Yeah, they already know it. So yeah, they already know. It. They already know they're operating on thin ice. Yeah, but they collaborate with with the local federality. So they're just like, okay, yeah, fine. It's, it's 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 fine. We can do this. So yeah, they uh, they go in. They manage to grab his brother from the Mexican. Yeah, oh, it was a joint op between them. And so they they already had his brother. So they uh, yeah. they went in and just to get him and take him back to take back to the place where they do have jurisdiction. Uh. But this this might be my, my one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. It's like th- this is the one at the end, which we'll get to. Uh, but it's when they're like, get they're about to cross back over. Oh, they're they're, they're gridlocked in traffic or whatever. And you can and you know like there are cars yeah. full of cartel guys all around them. You don't know where, uh, you know, could, but you can yeah. feel them creeping up. And, like you feel like the environment like start to shrink. You feel it starting to suffocate. You know what I mean? You definitely feel the the whole like the. Uh, you know the Star Wars trash compactor getting tighter. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely start to feel attention in this. Yeah, everyone starts to draw. Everyone starts to draw their weapons. Everyone just starts to. Everyone starts to like get ready and just like okay, the the, the axe is gonna drop. You don't. Yeah, know dude, Benicio del Toro in the car already has his gun up, dude. His like yes. rifle. It's oh, so so awesome. But then like you see like a really interesting thing is like they get them out of the car, and then like the U- the guys from the U.S. like our guys, they shoot first. They're not yeah. provoked. They don't do anything. Yeah. Like okay, maybe they, maybe like they br- they bring it up. They like they, like they start to draw a weapon. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't fire, but like it, the, the the first instance of like the first like even like sign of aggression. Like yeah, they're taken down. Uh, even like this other car where like they don't even start to draw a weapon. They just open. They just open the door. Like, and they it, just like they you just know like this team will they will kill you in an instant. If they can, yeah. if you even give them a slight reason, yeah, and I mean, and they have the reason. I mean, like, like everybody else is in their cars. Like, why are these people randomly jumping out? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of like you're you're putting yourself in a little bit more of a spotlight if you do something out of the ordinary like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love that one at one part where like the the one guy about to shoot Emily Blunt and she and then she just turned, the yeah. Window. And then she like says like fuck after because you know she's again this is the type of person that the Clarice you know the the one that d- doesn't want to inflict harm or death on people she feels instantly guilty she's never, she never she's gonna like, draw up unless she absolutely has to no and that's the thing and she's like yeah you know she really didn't want to you see the type of character that she is she doesn't want to use lethal force she doesn't want to kill anybody she wants to do her job without you know pretty much without any casualties you know absolutely. So they so they get they end up getting back to the U.S. and we see just and it's how far they're willing to go to get where they are because they're they're about to like waterboard this dude. Yeah, and then they end up not waterboarding him though. Yeah, <laughs> they end up they end up not doing it. We also get a little insight into Benito Toro's character. He definitely he definitely didn't waterboard him, but he put something else in his mouth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But again, like you, you build that intrigue, you build that intrigue with uh, with the character of Alejandro. 
Oh my god! And again, like just completely at at whatever whatever cost he has to do, he'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the case partner Plebidankuli comes in. They see like we have this whole, and like we it, the, the, we see that they have this like whole bus full of like this whole bus full of that bus is full of people. Yeah. Who like they they brought in because they feel like one of them has information. Yeah. And they're willing to keep them detained and keep them out here and keep them outside, and like basically like group torture them until until they realize until like they get what they want. That's when they realize their goal isn't really to take down the cartel. Like they're not really trying to take down the cartel. Like it's like straight away. They're trying to stop his inflow of business because what they need to do is they're trying to drive him into this one spot in Mexico. Yeah, they're trying to isolate him so they can go take him down with using uh, you know. Less than ideal, me- less than legal methods. Yeah, that. methods that are be probably frowned upon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like they're yeah. So that's when they realize that's when they realize like, oh, this app is like way more, way more intricate than I thought. Yeah. And you and you feel like you don't really know like where you don't really kind of like with prisoners. You start to really, really question like where your moral compass lies in this in these particular issues. Yeah. Well, yeah, because in, 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 in some of the scenes, you're with it. But some of the other scenes, you're kind of like with Kate's character. You're like, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? Like, what what, what are we doing? You know? Um, you really do feel a lot of it. And especially when they bring up uh, later, when you find out about Benicio Del Toro's family and stuff like that, you start to kind of kind of understand the, the motivation of his character to why he's doing all this uh, and why that, that switch, that morale switch is turned off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, she she brings in her partner Reggie because like she feels like she needs something tangible, someone she can trust on this op because she, right now she doesn't trust this task force at all. No, I mean she she wants somebody familiar. She wants somebody that she knows that she could you know that's gonna say hey listen this is this is a good idea or this is a bad idea. She's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give it to her straight. Yeah. So right now we got a major we got a major breakthrough. We found we find out that uh, they found the bank that uh, Diaz uses to launder money. Yeah. Uh, so they go in and they apprehend the person who is his mule, and the case like, great, we got her. Let's bring, let's bring her in. Let's let's, let's bring him in. We can arrest him on the money laundering charges. And Matt's like, no, you do that. He's on the street within like a week. But the way he was doing it though wasn't a crime, and it, it was crazy because they they said because he he's what they said um, they had seized seventeen million dollars, but what they were doing was they were depositing nine thousand dollars a day for five years, which is obviously sketchy. But you, you see that he was kind of doing it to where they couldn't get him. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I don't think is what I what I gathered from that. Well, yeah, like the way, the way they describe it, just like they, the way the the, the the way in which they launder the money, like it's a it's a bank yeah. it's a bank line of credit. So make payments that you owe, you make payments yeah. that you owe, and it doesn't show up as cash. So it never shows up. As, no, it shows up as, 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 as a yeah. It shows up as a negative balance. So like if you do that, like no one would notice it. No, and I mean obviously it's suspect that you're doing nine thousand dollars a day for five years. That's a ton of money. I mean. You know what I mean? And even when Kate's trying to bring that to the attention of everybody, they're like, there's nothing we can do. It's like, hello, nine grand every day, five years. It's yeah, completely it's, like, su- it's completely it's suspect. It's completely suspicious. Like Matt said, like, it's a bogus butts. Like, you do that, like, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, like yeah, the whole point is they want this guy to get called back to Mexico. Like, that, yeah. that is the objective, and they're sticking to it. Uh, but then, yeah, like, and, Kate, and you f- you feel Kate's frustration in this because like this is just this is just not how she's been doing the job. 
No, I mean, she wants to kind of, she sees an out, she sees a way to, to obviously end this, but obviously that's not enough to end it. And she's kind of frustrated because she's like, well, we have enough to go on here, but really we don't. And you could really see her character starting to kind of break a little bit. Yeah, no one's, and no one's backing her on it, which is even more frustrating. Yeah, because she's literally on her own. Yeah. Uh, but, then, but then, you know, I also do like this next scene because they go, they go, her and Reggie go to the bar. We do see, like, see, like, see, like, her outside the job. Finally letting her guard down, having a beer, letting loose, letting dancing loose. with... Dancing with the Punisher. Dancing with the Punisher. Uh, yeah, the Punisher. Like, yeah. Burnthal's here. <laughs> Dancing with the Punisher, kind of letting her guard down. Having, having like, literally a moment, the only really moment that we really see her letting her guard down, so to speak. Yeah, we, he's involved in vulnerability, which is very important. Like, if she was just, like, stern, like, on the, like, on the job, on the job, you know, the mission, the mission, the mission, she'd be boring as a character. But yeah, but this like is the this, one time like, where we kind of like lower the guard more, a little bit. More human. Like, we, we, like, we're here, she's divorced because that she's into the job. And like scenes like this, was like, oh, you know, like, you know, you do have some humanity left in you. Yeah. So that's great. So yeah, she starts to dance. She starts to dance. Starts to hook up. Was to hook up with the Punisher. Uh, so things escalate super quickly yeah, here. Super quickly. Yes. Uh, but then things stop suddenly. What does she see on so the uh, I, on so the yeah, table? I I, th- I thought this was good. I didn't I didn't, I didn't get the person. Okay. So what it was? It's the it's the band he had. The band. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. And the band okay, because that's okay. Was the same one tied around the the wads of money that were being deposited at the bank. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, because I saw the band. I'm like, that's the only thing I see on there that she would maybe recognize. Okay, okay, then that makes sense. Yeah, okay, it's it's like really quick, but like it does show you like Kate's instinct. Like she's 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 agent first. Well, just how, but but just how she's inbred in like in her in her in her job. You know, what I mean, she's she's so like how many other people would have like saw that that quickly? You know what I mean? And then put the you know connect the connect the trail to that. You know what I mean? So she's super. Obviously, super, you know, intelligent. Uh, yeah, kind of what you said. You know, work for, you know, work uh, first. You know, yeah. your social life and all that other stuff later. But yeah, this is where she finds out. Yeah, that he's not who we really think he is. Yeah. So yeah, this, this, yeah, this, this cop is dirty. He's part. He's part of the whole mm. drug scheme. And she's like, he, he, atta- he attacks her, nearly strangles her to death. Dude, how intense is that? By the this way, this scene was this scene was crazy. Intense. Super intense, man. Yeah. And he's like, you, you think it's over, but Alejandro, right the fuck out of nowhere. Dude, he's so badass, man. He's so awesome. So, it's just, it's, I think it's the suits. Sometimes it's the suits. It's just that he's just so, uh, he's so cold and he just does it so calm and collected, man. Yeah, or he's like, like very just nonchalantly walk in hold a, and hold a gun, hold a gun to this dude's head. Dude, yeah, this is, Benicio Del Toro is pretty awesome in this movie. <laughs> I also just love like this one more torch because like they they start be- they start beating him up to find to find information. Oh and yeah, it's like <laughs> they're gonna get this information out of you one way or, or another. They torch him and they give him a wet willy. Yeah, like he like literally like jams his finger in his ear canal like super hard, yeah. uh, which I I don't think you would be able to get your your finger in there. I don't know. Maybe, did you maybe. did we did we put lube on? Is I'll, it sliding I'll, I'll, in there? I don't know. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is a wet willy. This is gonna hurt you a lot more than it's gonna hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they end up they end up getting yeah. So we find out yeah, Ted Ted the cop. And what sucks is like you know you know Reggie's got to feel it because like she's the one that introduced her to Ted. Yeah, yeah, and 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 but Reggie's kind of beating himself up because he didn't see that. You know what I mean? Um, he just thought he was good people and that you know but they the, were safe. The, 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 the fucked up part is like like Alejandro and Matt 
knew because they saw her face on camera. They knew she was the face of that. So they knew Sutler was going to want to target her. Enter Ted. They used her as bait. Yeah, they they totally used her. They usually they baited her out there, man. Yeah. So, but uh, they 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 used to find out what kind of what other officers are are working are working with Diaz, who has been called back to Mexico. Uh, something else I, I want to touch on before we uh, continue is we see that like throughout the movie we, we cut to this guy who is he's a a Mexican police officer. Oh, you're talking about yeah, his son. Yeah, played yeah. by played by uh, Jasper Sitwell from the from the Marvel movies. And like the oh. whole movie, come back to him. We're just like, and he he's a dirty cop. He's he's also smuggling drugs on the side to make extra money. Yeah. And, like, the whole time you feel just like the axe is gonna drop with you. I don't know how. I don't know when. But I know the but I know something bad. I know the axe is gonna drop at some point. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, they get they get authorization to go and just like seize. To go and seize this, uh, this tunnel. Uh, they've been, they've been recalled to Mexico, and they prepared like to, walk, to, try to, to try the tunnel to Nogales, and that's one like, like maybe the most like fucked up part of the movie, at least as far as like the things they do to to Kate, especially. And yeah. we find out like the only reason <laughs> that Kate and Reggie are even there, is because at a necessity because they because the CIA can only legally operate on American soil while working with federal law enforcement. So technically, they're, they're federal law enforcement. That's all they're there for. Yeah, it's like they're, they're yeah. basically just there because they need it. Legally, they need it to be. Yeah. But this is a really sweet part with the night vision, man. This is like, you see how like how crazy this night vision really is in the dark. You know what I mean? How how much you can see. It's so yeah. amazing, you know? And like even, and even after finding out that they're basically used from the get-go, Kate still wants to go because it's like, this can't all be for nothing. Well, yeah, because she wants to know why she was why she was used by uh, Graver. She knows there's a reason why, and she kind of wants to get to it. So that's kind of why she's she's writing this out. Exactly. So uh, they end up they end up going, and this is what you're talking about, where they're raiding this tunnel, and I just love oh, the way this is shot dude. because it's shot with like as well as traditional cameras with like natural lighting. I'll say this is shot this is shot all at night. With yeah. This, with this, that, that kind of lighting, they use infrared cameras and they use night vision cameras. It's like you're in a Rainbow Six game. It is like you're in a Rainbow Six game. Yeah, and it's I mean the the, gra- the it's it's just it's really phenomenal. Yeah, just like the just like just like, just, the, just the thought process behind the Neville News is like hey we're gonna shoot we're gonna shoot it all like th- we're gonna shoot it like this with all yeah. these kinds of cameras like this had to be a crazy ridiculous editing job. Yeah, and I and I think the Neville News I I like his direction better in Prisoner I think of the, the, the tension in this but like the way he's handling all these like. Scenarios like multiple factors, like all these like shootouts, all these like military s, like all these military s, like um, what, what, would I, what would I call these? Like in mi- like military missions. Yeah, I mean, military, yeah, yeah, mission, yeah, yeah. Like the, like that he was like able to like transition into hand handling. I think I think it's I think he does it like all phenomenally well. Yeah, especially for what we saw. I mean, he had nothing of that in prisoners. Was a lot more tame by far compared to yeah, was, was obviously more, the the high. Here is a lot. Is a lot yeah. more advanced, advanced ops, like special ops and stuff like that. So I think that I think. Yeah, there's. A, yeah. I, I I think I think he, he does a really good job with the direction of this one. I think I think that, I think. No, for sure. I think the direction is slightly better, but maybe it may be better in this one than it is in, in Prisoners. His last feature. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like the movie as a whole better, but I think the direction right here might be a little might be a little better. Yeah. Yeah, and we see it's like we start. They start to go through and just like you know, they're they're, they're, sh- they're shooting. You see a lot of shit going down. Uh, but then, 
<laughs> just like this, this uh, Mexican cop guy just really trying to like hurt, like hustle because he knows like, oh, the, the dime's dropped. They're about to get me. I need to go. Yeah, so he starts on lo- start loading these drugs real quick too. Yeah, yeah, like like a, like a madman. But yeah. Kate's following, been following Alejandro. She's, she's not going along with the rest of the mission. She's following Alejandro this, this whole thing because like she knows like the key to finding out what's up. It's it's all it's all this dude. Yeah. Yeah. So. We see that Alejandro is basically ta- he's taking this cop hostage because he wants because he knows that he's gonna get him to where he needs to go. But then Casey is like, you know, like no, he's a stand trial. And she points a weapon at Alejandro, and he just shoots her. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god! Like you can tell this guy really doesn't like he does not give a shit <laughs> no, <laughs> at he, all. No, he you know, he really doesn't. But you and you you where just like, don't ever point a weapon at me. Yeah. And you're just like he got her in the vest, but he's just like shit. What the hell? What the hell? That was like that was like his like hey like just back up, you know? Like this this is beyond you. Kate's yeah. pissed because he goes he just socks Josh Brolin. Yeah, he she like punched. Yeah. Yeah, because like she she just feels like she just feels like but again like like it sounds like they, they don't take her seriously in this case. Yeah, she's constantly on the out. Yeah, and this is where we find out what everything everything's been leading to. Uh, we basically find out that this is whole, this is part of a whole uh, it's part of a whole scheme to try and control the drug trade. Yeah, like 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 the U.S. knows the drugs are going to get in either way, so they so they want to be ahead of it. So they collaborated with an, yeah. another cartel in Colombia who sent Alejandro in in order in order to try and you know neutralize the competition. Mm-hmm. And we also find out that. Uh, all the reason Alejandro's been doing this is because the reason he's involved in this, he wasn't even a hitman to begin with. No, he yeah. was someone who the cartel they ki- they killed his wife and kid, his wife and kid. Yeah, so this is even extra fuel for the fire, and this is I, this is where I was like kind of alluding to at the beginning. Basically, we see kind of the motivation behind this, but uh, the the morale light going off, I should say, you know. And the way they describe it is just like horrifying. You find like his, his wife got decapitated and his daughter got thrown to a vat of acid yeah so it wasn't anything like you know oh you know the car just blew up like these were horrific like like literally like you know uh tortures like tragedies you know what i mean yeah so like there's like extra personal motivation for him and then it's like the movie takes a weird turn in the last in the last act because the last 30 minutes like blunt's character is largely gone from it yeah yeah and benito Torres' character to take just takes over the movie yeah, which you you kind of um, but you kind of get it now because you know, you kind of see where it's all kind of leading to though. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, the, the the Alejandro takes takes the car. Uh, so he he gets they get ambushed by a guy who works for the leader of the cartel. Yeah, Silvio. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he yeah he ki- he kills Silvio. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he 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 kills the police officer. Takes the car. It's like, hey, you know, you're gonna you're gonna take me to your boss's house. And I think it's like this is a sanctioned mission. They knew he was gonna do this because yeah. they have like the Overwatch like looking at him this whole time. Oh yeah, so I mean, eyes were on him. They knew what, what was yeah, going they knew. on. Like, this this is this was always the objective. Yeah. Yeah, and then then they get face to face with the guy who like the real head honcho Alacron. So yeah, like, Foster. That would be Manuel's boss. Yeah, so he yeah. so yeah, he gets them there his family they're having dinner and he's like <sighs> how ruthless is this shit? This this to me is the best scene of the movie. 
It's one that definitely sticks in your head. If you take something like if, if there's a, a scene that's ingrained in your head from this movie, it's definitely the scene. Yeah. So they yeah. So he sits down at the table. And we're just he's just confronting about. It. So apparently he was the lawyer that basically convicted uh, that prosecuted against them in a big case, which is why they came after his daughter. Yeah. And yes, yeah, and just like he had him and him, they just they just have like this conversation about like the morality, just like. Like you killing kill me is a mistake. It's like, like, what, what, like, what, what, what's your wife like? Who you become? I see. Then you got to, you got to mention that. That's not gonna. That's that doesn't do anything, anything good to somebody, you know. And it, 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 like, I love the response. He's like, don't forget, don't forget about my daughter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, in just, just the way, like, you, you know that this this family's probably fucked, but like. And the way like we talk about hey, how cold he is, like in this scene, he's cold, he's unflinching. He might not even blink. I don't even think he blinks in this scene. No, because remember he tells him to finish his dinner or whatever. He tells yeah, him to just, finish his dinner. It's like yeah, those kids like finish, finish, like finish your food. And then he's like time to meet God and just shoot. He kills his wife and kills, he kills both his two sons. sons. Crazy. Right in front of him, just like shit. But in a way, you feel like it's validated. That's oh, yeah. the fucked and, up and thing. It, like you feel it's you, validated because you, you like this guy that. was responsible for his wife and his his daughter's murder. You know. Yeah. So now he's gonna he feels the pain of losing a lo- like loved ones. So yeah, you know. And then, and then he shoots him. Yeah. Then anyway, we come to the next day. We go we go back to we go back to Kate Mercer's apartments. Alejandro's there. You don't know if it's like a good thing. You don't know if it's a bad thing. You're just very off put by this dude. Like, yeah, you're like, what the hell? I thought we we're done, right? We yeah, did what we needed to do, right? In this last half of the movie, like, he goes from being like intimidating to just downright terrifying. Oh yeah, yeah. And so basically, he, he gives him this confidentiality agreement. He's like, it's just all you gotta do is just sign this, saying everything we did was by the book, and we're good to go. Yep. But obviously, Kate, being the you know the the by by the book person, she is doesn't want it. She refuses to sign it. She was not going to sign over on it. She won't sign it. So like Alejandro take, takes his gun and just puts it to her head. Yeah. And just and just like she is just freaking like, freaking out like like you like you would assume she would in the situation. Oh yeah. And she's and she just like she under duress. She just signs it. But then I love this part there where Alejandro says something about like he's a wolf or whatever like that, and basically saying that you you're not cut out for this. Basically, you're not cut out for this yeah, type so, of environment, you know? Yeah, it's basically like the, the line I'm, try, I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, so she signs it. He says, "You should you should you should take you should take up in like a small like a small town or something where the rule yeah. of law still exists." Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah, you will not you will not survive here. Yeah, you're not you're not because a wolf. He, yeah, basically saying he's and a wolf, and, and basically we'll, he'll... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it like later after talk about the movie. Yeah. But then she goes, she like t- takes part gun, she puts it back together, goes to her balcony, and just aims it at him. She has a shot to shoot him, but she and doesn't. She, and, he, and, he, and he knows, he looks at her just like, yeah, what you gonna do? She, he ain't gonna shoot him. Yeah, yeah. and she knew, and, and he knows that. That's why he completely, like, he's like, whatever. Yeah, uh, then we get, like, one final shot in Mexico where we see, like, these kids playing soccer. And your gunshots in the background was showing like the cartel presence is still like massive in this country and still is like but this was, was huge back then. Well, basically everything's going to repeat itself. It's going to be a vicious. It's like what I got out of it is it's like a vicious cycle. You're never going to rid it. It's always going to be there, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that's at the, that's the end of the movie. So like, yeah, the the, the final line for me is it basically kind of just encapsulates what the, what the theme of this is, and it basically is like how far our government is willing to go for control. 
Yeah. The, the whole point is they want to get a handle on the drudge. They want they want to if the drudge the drudge is going to happen, they want to be they want to be in charge of it. And this yeah. just shows how far they are willing to take that in order to gain control. Like, what are they willing to do? How far are they willing to go? And yeah. they show like the, like the rule of law, like the hey, like you you obey the law, you enforce the law, like all that kind of shit. Like you know, like, this, like this, this is the land of wolves now. Like, like the whole like law enforcement idea, it's just not what it used to be. Yeah, it's a, like it, it's kind of that adage that the hunter be hunted type thing. You know what I mean? And that's that's Alejandro's character to a T. Um, he's obviously the one that's hunting. You know what I mean? He's not, you know. He throws all that stuff, all that caution, all that stuff to the wind because he doesn't really care, you know. And that's basically those are the ones that are going to survive in this type of environment. Yeah, exactly. I think, and yeah, I think this, I, I think it was a really great way to portray that. And the, like the the final scene, I think between them is, again, the, the the whole last act. I think is the best part of this movie. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's uh, Sicario. What do you think? What do you think of Sicario, Russell? I liked it. I remember, you know, and I was always on the on the fence about this film when I f- saw it the first couple of times. I thought it was overhyped, um, just because a lot of people liked it. I just didn't understand the reason why. Um, I, it wasn't again. It's still I'll still put Prisoners above it as you know as the second review here of uh, you know the Denny Villeneuve uh, movies that we're doing. Um, I still think Prisoners is his best film, but this is definitely a close second for sure. Um, I do like the way the movie shot. I, I do. I, I have fa- a little bit found more liking to the movie than I did initially when I first watched it the couple, like when I came back in like 2015 this came out um, it, it is it is a pretty good film and kind of what we're seeing with you know Denny Villeneuve you know with with the um, the uh, the the score setting the tone for the for the draw and the tension you know the acting I mean he's surrounding himself you know with such great actors and again kind of what we were saying you know uh, Oscar snubs for sure uh, I could see Emily Blunt in this film getting one Benicio Del Toro for sure was fantastic in this film the cinematography was beautiful you know Denny did a really great job shooting this film um, and the movie does put you in first person it puts you right in there you know what I mean and you're kind of grasping between like how you were mentioning you know the, the, the good thing or the, you know, are, the, are what they're doing, is it, is it good? You know what I mean? You're kind of wrestling with morale in this type of movie or, you know what I mean? With your more or not morale, moral, I should say, sorry. Um, you're wrestling with moral in this whole entire film. You know what I mean? Are they doing what they, do you see eye to eye with the, what they're doing? You know, you're, you're on both sides of the fence with that throughout the whole entire film. But I think it's a really fantastic film. I, I really do have a deeper uh, liking for it than I did when I initially watched it for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely like it more the second time. The second time I saw, it. I haven't seen it yeah. since I think since 2015. It's been a while, but yeah, yeah, no, I think it holds up. I don't quite like quite much prisoners, but I do think it's very good. I think it's got again, yeah, yeah. Are, are phenomenal. Ethan should have been Oscar nominated for this role, for the, for these roles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, tra- yeah, tragically under undervalued by the Academy. Also gave us a really great screenwriter Taylor Sheridan for a while because like this is a dude like I th- I, we, I, th- I, th- I thought he was gonna be like, like the next great screenwriter, and then. Yeah. Kind of peaked at Wind River, like. <laughs> yeah, Wind, 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 Wind River was so good. Wind River's, Wind River's amazing. Um, Fucking great movie. But yeah, no, this was. I still think it's, it's, it still stands. It still stands up as a great movie about. Yeah. Uh, you know, just you know, again, the 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 war on drugs and just how far people will go to win it. So yeah. I think it's something. I think it's still holds up. I think I think it's pretty. And, and and do you ever win the war on drugs? That's the other yeah, thing. You know what I mean? Never win. That's that's yeah. thing. Like is it can't is is the war on drugs something you can actually win? And what is winning? I mean, like, you, there's so much you could you can like you know encompass with that question. You know what I mean? Because like, just at the end of the film, like what we what we see, we see the you know the innocence, the, the innocence basically, the kids playing soccer. It's that night and day, that contrasting. You know what I mean? 
um, the innocents playing soccer and then hearing the violence outside and everybody stops. Like this is commonplace, you know what I mean? And basically kind of what I took out of it's like, yeah, this vicious cycle is just going to continue. There's no winning this. There's no, there's never going to be a beating this, you know? Yeah. Oh, but, that, but that's it for Sicarios. And it does for the end of the show. So Russell, you want to give us our plug before we head up? Yeah, you guys can find us Notorious by Chance on Facebook. Uh, obviously, we're not putting any polls up just because we're finishing out the month here. Um, but yeah, you guys can find us there. That's where we put the polls up for you guys to vote on. Also, Notorious by Chance is the fa- or is the uh, YouTube group, I should say. Uh, YouTube's been getting a lot of good views lately. I think your last live stream's been getting a lot of views and stuff like that. So that's really been helping the channel out. And uh, yeah. If I'm at Twitter, it's going to chance world underscore 91. Uh, if you're in the New York area on October 9th, I'll be playing live. This is very first my online event since uh, the shutdown last year. That's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for Arrival. <laughs>